John believes in the town of Oakland. He believed in the Coliseum. Most of all, he believed in the Raiders. I believe in the Raiders. <laughs> the, the Oakland Raiders. So this begs the question, we don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. We don't know what's going on with Brady really at this point either because he says he's retired, but he goes back and forth with Jim Bray every week. I think the Rams are going to dominate even more, and I know Niner fans don't want to hear that because they'll go into a transition year with Trey Lance and you don't know where you're going to get. I'm too scared to make any NFC prediction. Me being scared, meaning I'm scared of being wrong and making too many snap judgments because I do that all the time and I don't want to be wrong again, and it's annoying. I said, I said the Twins were going to go to the World Series. That's good to hear that. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Everyone these days has an opinion. Butthole or podcast. And all of them stick. Except for this one. Welcome to Just Your Opinion, Man with Stephen Langford and Derek Papa. Stephen! Are you excited? For what? <laughs> we got 60 days until the USFL starts, man. No, I'm not excited. Steven, you have to just bear with me here. This is this is the time of year where I, I, I get a little crazy and depressed because Super Bowl's fantastic, but there's no more football left, and I don't know what the hell we're going to do with this podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Just Your Opinion, man, Steven, Derek, but I don't know, man. That's like the football. worst. That's like the worst possible start that you could have to this podcast. Why would hey, you the, watch this anymore? Hey, the Super Bowl's over. We got nothing else to talk about. Like way hey. to way, way to get them going. No, we'll have things to talk about. I just there's nothing like football to me. So mm-hmm. yeah, where are and you? I, well, I'm live from Del Boca Vista. That's actually a made-up place from Seinfeld. I'm in Boca Raton mm. in Florida at my mom's place. I flew the day after the Super Bowl. I will get into all the details of how long my commute was because I know everybody cares about that, Stephen. But uh, yeah, man, this is the time of year where I get a little depressed because there's no more football around. So are you sure you weren't just making up this whole traffic bit so that you can, you can get out of saying that you actually hung out with Belichick and Urban Meyer at Mar-a-Lago yesterday at the Super oh, Bowl party or two I, days ago? I mean, I would definitely have done that. Is that is, is that where they were? Belichick yeah. and Urban Meyer. Yeah. yeah. What's up? What's up with herbs these days? Not Michael Urban, but Urban Meyer, where he took his name off of his uh, his restaurant now. I don't you know. See that? I, I I I haven't paid attention to anything Urban Meyer. This is the first time I've heard his name in a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Urban Meyer and Bill Belichick, Mar-a-Lago Super Bowl party. Let's go. I actually should have promoted this instead of the traffic thing. Uh, I. Was not actually at the Super Bowl. I was adjacent across the street at the studio. Mm-hmm. I did run into Aaron Donald, and I did talk to him briefly. Really? Yes. We will. We will get. I. I shouldn't say me. It was me and a bunch of coworkers, and we quickly talked to him, and we'll get to that. But uh, Stephen, um, so do we ever decide who lost this bet? Because uh, you did. I definitely did. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we okay. said we were gonna we said we were gonna do it based on like the point spread. We didn't say the point total. If we were gonna do the point total, I would have given you a total. Well, no, but I said the total. I did the math really quick. 47 yeah, well, to 17 is 58, and yours was 35, 30, so you're 65, so you're over. Yeah, but we talked about the spread. You were way off. You said the Rams were gonna blow them out. I did say that. So I gotta do the hot sauce. Yeah. It's only if you fitting. Want, if you don't want to, that's totally fine. No, too. I mean, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a man of my word. I will I will do it. I just got to go to my mom's uh, cabinet real quick and grab, I don't know, Tapatio, whatever the hell she's got in there. If it's uh, Tapatio, don't bother. Like, come on. No, you... I, I, have, I have Sriracha. I can do like a spoonful of Sriracha. A spoonful of Sriracha. A spoonful of Sriracha makes the medicine go down. Mm. I'm actually sitting outside of my mom's patio, sipping on Tito's. Life's good. Lovely. Lovely. Drinking on a, what is it, Tuesday? Drinking on a Tuesday, baby. Drinking on a Tuesday night. That's how it goes. All right. All right. You know what? We put it, you put it at the end of the tweet. Let's just do it now. Okay. How long did it take you to get to and from SoFi Stadium? To and fro? To and, work? to and fro. So I left my house at 10 a.m. to get to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The setup at our work was we were not going to park at our normal location because we were giving parking to fans. So the drive over to the location where I needed to park near LAX, not that bad at all. At 10 a.m., LA, LA fans not showing up to the game super early. Uh, so I got to the, the location pretty quickly, got there around, I want to say, 1030. And then I see that uh, our shuttle service is just a, uh, a bus full of Bengals fans. So all of the... NFL Network employees that weren't lucky enough to get uh, parking that day had to shuttle in with a ton of Bengals fans. And that was fun. Not, not a big deal. But the shuttle over took quite a bit of time. And then we were dropped off not even remotely close to where our location is at NFL Network. So I had to walk around the entire, like, on the far side of SoFi Stadium all the way around to get to where the NFL Network studio is. Not complaining. It was just a long walk. And the security guards, my badge was not full access. It was just NFL media access, which meant I could only go to a certain building. And okay. every every security guard was just like, you can't, you can't come through here. This is Wyclef's private party. You can't come through here. And I was like, well, w- w- I, I need to get to work. And I, I think I walked probably 30 minutes to get to work. And wow. I was dren- drenched in sweat. And I looked at my watch when I, or should I say my phone, uh, when I got to the studio finally, and I got to work at 12.30. So two hours and 30 minutes to get to work. Leaving work, it was kind of dicey because <laughs> we have to work on the post-game show. And the post-game show Oof. was going to w- take some time. And we found out that the parking lot where we left our cars starts towing cars at 10.30. So we were like fuck, we need to start leaving to get our cars back and not have our cars towed. So uh, we left around at 9 o'clock. Everyone released us. We were good to go. All the work was done. And I got back. Everything was fine. Took the shuttle back. Got in my car. Got to my house around 11 o'clock. So I would say you were right, Stephen, on the over. It took me about like just slightly over. Three hours and 45 minutes total for me to wow. go to the Super Bowl and back. Wow, good yeah. line you set. Yeah, I mean, well, you got through it. Whatever. I mean, it doesn't yeah. sound like it doesn't I mean, sound like it's it, too painful. No, I mean, like, hey, 
honestly, like I was paid to watch football on Sunday. I was paid to go to the Super Bowl, essentially. So it was a great time. Real mm. quick, walking out of the stadium, uh, walking with my coworkers. We see somebody in the distance wearing a nice tie-dye sweater. And I'm like, that's Aaron Donald. Holy shit, that's Aaron Donald. And we start walking up to him. And one of my coworkers stops him and says, great game, man. And I think that he didn't register with him quickly enough where he thought we were asking for a picture. So he initially goes, no, 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 no. Oh, oh, thanks, man. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> um, we were, I mean, like while, while we were walking away, we're like, man, we should have asked him if he's retiring. Yeah. Cause that's, that's the rumor now, but I don't believe it. Um, but yeah, it was cool. We ran to Aaron Donald. He had his family with him and it was a mix. I would say of him feeling so, uh, jubilated and not wanting to be bothered. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, you, you got people all around you after you win yeah. a Super Bowl. I can't. I can't really imagine how that is. Like, yeah, obviously. So Aaron Donald, though, that's pretty cool. It was cool. It was cool. Yeah. And I would say, go. like, just watching him and not shoulder pads and helmets and everything. Not the biggest guy in the world, but I'm sure you don't want to fuck with him between the lines on Sunday. Obviously. Well, he was wearing so, a sweater, though, right? He was wearing a sweater, so he was he was nice and cuddly, but uh, <laughs> he was not. Yeah, he was he was not menacing. Or if you saw that Super Bowl photo where he's giving like the poopy face but angry face, like I'm ready to fuck shit up on Sunday. Did you see that? You see that photo? I can't. Dude, I don't know. There were a lot of photos. Of the Super Bowl. Of photos. I, don't, I don't know. Like I don't know which one you're talking about. Did you see the photo of Snoop? God forbid, smoking before the halftime show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like water is wet. Yeah. Basically. Snoop Dogg takes a hit before a halftime show. Yeah. Uh, and we'll we'll get into that later. But yeah, let me tell you a little bit about my weekend here. All Let right. me hear it. Let me hear it. I didn't exactly meet Aaron Donald. Didn't do that. Not exactly? No, didn't do okay. that. Hung out here, watched the Super Bowl on my own. Jesse was working. Made some chicken wings for the first time. Delicious. How'd that uh, go? Very well. Very what, well. What sausage you use? Well, I mixed Frank's Red Hot. I mixed, nice. uh, put that shit on everything. Mixed that with honey and melted butter. Ooh, and nice. I just okay. tossed that into some wings, put them in the in the fridge Season them a little bit, put a little baking powder on there to get them crispy, put them in the fridge for about, I don't know, damn near 22, 23 hours. I think that's where I where I marked it. And then uh, then cook the wings and dip them in the sauce. It was fantastic. But for the past month, maybe a maybe a little less, there's been this stench in our apartment. Now, this stench didn't know what it was. I've smelled this type of stench before. It smelled like a dead animal. And I've Ooh. smelt it in our my laundry room growing up. I remember that smell. It's a very distinct smell. It was a dead mouse at the time. And yeah. I was like, damn, we have that same smell coming from here. Now, two things. We used our fireplace for the first time a couple of months nice. back. We thought it was maybe that. Turned out it wasn't. Right? I turned the living room over, trying to find a dead animal somewhere. Maybe a mouse. Maybe a bird. I don't know. Something that has that smell. But mm -hmm. the craziest part was it was in this particular sliver of our living room. It was like a wall of smell, if you will. <laughs> if you sit in this specific spot on the couch, you will smell it. If you sit on the other side of the couch, you will not. So it's like this is a very, very specific place where the smell is. Had no yeah. idea what it was. So we put in a maintenance request with our apartment. They never answered. And eventually they did. They they did when we followed up. They brought the guy there. I forgot the, I forgot his official job title. He comes in. The smell wasn't really there at the time. 
it was just it it it, it kind of lingers. It goes back and forth. It goes away, then comes back. So we're just questioning what the hell it is. I was like, is something in the wall? Like, what the hell is going on? It's like me. in a movie where you show a ghost to people, and they're like, I don't see anything. Exactly. Exactly. So this guy comes in, takes a look up our fireplace. Nothing dead up there. You know, you're not seeing Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppins stuck in the chimney. No, nothing like that. <laughs> He's been there for 10 years, just rotting. <laughs> and he still has this shitty English accent that still comes <laughs> off as American. Um, but we eventually, like, he came through. He said, all right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to check upstairs. I'm going to see what's up going, what's going on up there. Then I'll follow up with you guys. Okay, great. Never followed up. So Jesse walked over to the office told them hey the smell is still there put in the maintenance request it's really been bothering us we think it's coming from upstairs can you please come check it out so they came to ch- came to check it out this was on the saturday they come into the apartment and i'm like they're, they're they just walk in they're like i don't really smell anything i'm like no 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 no. you gotta walk to the wall you gotta walk to the wall of smell here and i'm like stand in this specific <laughs> spot so i got the like a like a like an actor hitting hitting their mark i'm like you gotta stand here so they stood there, they smelt the smell. They said, all right, I get what you're talking about. Let's go check upstairs. So they went to check upstairs. Turns out they called it a housekeeping issue. Turns out our upstairs neighbor got kind of sick, I guess. She's an old lady. I've never met her. But she has been hoarding her stuff. And oh. the smell seeped its way into our apartment. Okay, that's better than what I thought it was. I, th- I thought she died up there. No. Okay, that's okay. Still very much alive. Okay, good. But the stench. Yeah. I'm like, bro, what 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 the hell? What 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 is she hoarding? I don't know. They just said it was a housekeeping issue and my door was open. I think her door was open. I didn't want her to hear me. She could probably hear me right now. But was it cheese? No, dude. (laughs) It smelled like a dead animal. So they're getting these people who are gonna help clean the house, I guess. Okay. Right? So Got that done. Next part. So, as this is all happening, a water pipe burst in front of our bedroom window. Is this uh, this weekend? Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's water. What, what, was what? this? Was this? Sorry. Was, was this Super Bowl Sunday? No. This was okay. on, this was actually on Friday. So the okay. smell thing happened on Saturday. This happened on Friday. Got it. A water pipe had burst. Mm-hmm. I believe it was called the I, the boiler plate or something like that. That's the technical term. Okay. Right out in front of our bedroom window. They're digging. They got to go deep into the ground. They got to figure out what the problem is. Our water hasn't been working the entire weekend, our hot water at least, the regular water was. Then on Sunday night, after a fun Super Bowl, I can't wait to go in the next morning, talk about it on the show. Oh my God, I get Super Bowl Monday. I'm going to be, I work the 5 a.m. shift. I'm the first one that gets to talk about the Super Bowl in San Francisco. Well, these dudes are doing construction out there. Go to bed at about nine o'clock. They're doing construction out there. I could hear the drilling and up to 930 still going on. So I was like, hmm. And then Jesse's like, you know what? You need to, you got to go sleep in the living room. You got to sleep on the couch. You got to get your sleep. Like I don't, uh, she's like, you got to get some sleep. So I did. Went out to the living room couch, and I fell asleep. No big deal. Good. Jesse told me that they had been around till 12.30 in the morning. No. 12.30 a.m. They Mm. are drilling. They are talking loudly. And they kept Jesse awake. Jesse was going to go complain. Never did. 
Then we complained the next day. They said they left by 10. They completely lied to our apartment people. So they were doing that. And now we have hot water. It looks like they're done with the construction outside. All they got to do is fill the hole back up. And there you go. That was my Super Bowl weekend outside of the Super Bowl. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, I you better get a three have... months rent, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, man, that that's that that that's fucked up. You should not have people past nine o'clock. Shouldn't on a Super Bowl Sunday, on a Sunday before people go to work, you should never have people working on shit. The cutoff, in my opinion, is always five o'clock. Five hmm. o'clock, and you're done with ever what you're doing. Like my mom's having the roof done on her house. They're yeah. done at four thirty and out of here. Right. You you cannot that that's just rude. That's rude to people oh. living in, in their apartments. No, dude. It was like I was like I was like, what are you doing? You're yeah. still you're still drilling. You're still like I get no. it. They're trying to the thing is they're they're nope. trying to get us hot water, so we want hot water. But they're doing it till twelve in the morning. Yeah, like, that's that's hell, not good. <laughs> no, you you handle that better than me because I'd be the one being like, Hey, the fuck we doing here, guys? It's twelve thirty at night. I worked the I worked the five AM shift. I'm not doing this shit. Turn the sound off. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's me always the one like I would I would not have stood for that. But good for you. You 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 actually fell asleep soundly and everything. I did. Yes. Put on a little 2020 as I do on Hulu. I like to fall asleep to those weird crime documentaries. You like you, you like falling asleep to people getting murdered. In a weird way, yeah. Okay. Soothing. Right. You know, you I, know I like Seinfeld. You like uh what's his name? Uh who no wait, is it Dateline or 2020 with the guy that Bill Hader does? Uh Chris Ant. No, is it no that's Chris Dateline. that's Dateline. Yeah, it is it, it, it is Dateline. The guy yeah. that goes like, ah, so you were killed with a <laughs> smile. Ah, yeah. yeah. Nope. Different thing. Twenty twenty is uh twenty twenty is all a bunch of ABC News correspondents. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So it is what it is, man. But we're here. Super Bowl was great. Hey, we Had survived. We survived. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, me, Mary J. Blige, we survived in the end. <laughs> she was exhausted from that performance. Good guy. <laughs> I just like noticed that. I didn't, you, 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 you didn't see at the end when she just fell back. Just like, uh, no. She was like screaming at the top of her lungs. No more drama. And just like it just died. She was great. We'll talk about the halftime show, but let's just talk about the game and the event itself. Uh, halftime, or I should say, the national anthem was really good. Um, but they have to time that shit really well because the flyover is crucial to the timing of when you end. Um, right. You know that last line of the national anthem. Yeah. And uh, it must have been. Like we have glass windows in our studio because the flyover happens and we didn't hear shit. So there's multiple people that just didn't hear the Blues, Blue Angels or whoever was flying over the stadium. Hmm. But I ask you this, sir. I know you love The Rock. I love The Rock. Do we need The Rock to prolong the Super Bowl to just say the most like – mundane shit like it's magic like 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 it's a magic johnson tweet like are you ready for the super bowl yeah no shit Dwayne. like let's just start the event already finally <laughs> you know he was he did that like multiple times you know i understand it but he can't do any of the classic rock lines on national television well i thought he was going to end with can you smell what the super bowl is cooking but he didn't right. do that Right. Which one of these teams is going to check in to the Heartbreak Hotel after the game? You know, that yeah. kind of thing. But I got it. Like watching the Rams one, that was whatever. But the Bengals one with the Bengals, like all standing on the field behind yeah. him, getting ready to kick the ball off. 
I, if I was the Bengals, but, I would have got But it was jacked. so awkward. It was so awkward with him just standing there, just being like, all right, let's do this. And everybody's like, waiting, like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, his yeah mar- I, in his maroon suit or yeah, maroon. Yeah. Oh, he was, he was wearing like crushed velvet. It was nice. <laughs> I, w- I was expecting him just to be like, all right, which one of you are going to be a champion and which one are you going to be a bunch of candy asses? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I first, I thought he was gonna pull a Vince McMahon for a second, just forget where he was, just be like, "This is the XFL." <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it wasn't the Rock thing to me. That was that was whatever. I thought that was cool. It was just the Rock. I was like, he just Rock. The Rock's here yet again. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He is all over. But my thing was the Halle Berry thing, and then the rest of just the that- the Super Bowl. Yeah, like, the, the, the Halle Berry thing was cheesy because I know they're trying to push the we're in L.A. It's movie magic plus football. Yeah, but hasn't Hollywood been tainted enough? Like the reason we like looked so fondly over the mythical Hollywood is because that's where that's where stars are born. But isn't it tainted with the Me Too movement and understanding that Hollywood was built on misogynism and power hungry jackasses? Like, it, like Hollywood just doesn't have the same uh, to me, at least. I'm like Hollywood sucks. Like, like yeah. I like I hate Hollywood uh, just because of everything that it's not. I mean, it stands for you know living your dreams, the American dream, but also knowing what some women have had to go through in order to get to that dream for me kind of ruined it. I'm just like, why are we, I, I just thought as a nation, we're kind of over Hollywood, which is what I thought like the Oscars kind of is, is about, you know, like yeah. us just not being interested in the Oscars is knowing that, you know, all these people like thanked Harvey Weinstein more than they thank God. I think at one point they did that statistic. People forget so, about that. So it's just the, the, the Hollywood thing. I don't know. Didn't do anything for me. So outside of it, it was cool. I mean, it was all well shot. Everything's well edited. And, you know, it's 2022. So all the videos are going to be sweet. But it's just Hollywood. I don't know. I just don't look at Hollywood the same anymore. Oh, dude, try living in L.A. and all the phoniness (laughs) of Hollywood be be pushing your face all the time. No, I'm with you. I mean, like, the Halle Berry thing was cheesy. Um, Once the game started, though, it was was a great game. And let's just get into the game. Um, I... Thought the Rams, like I said in the game, like I said in the last show, where I thought they were going to win 41 to 17. I think that if Odell Beckham doesn't get hurt, they kill them. Because between the passing game and the pass rush in the second half, I thought that they were going to kill him. Yeah. Like I, Matthew Stafford started the game. What was he? He was nine of 10 for 127 yards and two touchdowns. And. They came out hot, especially Odell with those two catches, the touchdown catch, and then the long one later on. Yeah. And the Cooper Cup TD. I thought they were rolling, and I thought they were going to kill him, honestly. Um, Joe Mixon had that nice touchdown pass, but I thought they were going to pull away and destroy them, honestly. And there was the bad snap with Johnny Hecker. But if Odell doesn't get hurt, in my opinion, I think that it's not even that close. No, you're right. You're 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 a hundred percent right, but I think a lot of people, not a lot of people, are focused on that so much. the The issue that I had at the end of the game is, as every big game normally comes down to, people are just pay attention to the flags, the penalties at the end. It's just yeah. all that was talked about was Logan Wilson. He didn't get a holding. It wasn't pass interference. Whatever, whatever the call was. Well, you know what? There was an egregious penalty that was missed right out of the half where T. Higgins grabbed Jalen Ramsey's face mask and pulled him to the ground. So it could have gone either way. 
I'm with you. Um, I thought the Bengals were going to make it just as much of a game. Like when I saw Jamar Chase make that catch, I was like, oh, it's going to be, I mean, that's all you need to really start the momentum for your team. And you, you just create that connection, that one-on-one you're creating that, uh, the confidence and and everything. I figured that it was going to be him and Jamar Chase all day. Uh, but the Rams only held him to a field goal in that. I, I don't think we pay attention enough to that specific drive there because they got all the way down to the Rams 11 yard line and they managed to hold them to a field goal. Those plays normally end up in a score. So it's a lot of the, the, those different types of plays, the ones in the second half where they were just making the Bengals punt, punt, punt after the touchdown in the field goal to go up 20 to 13 or whatever the score was. I, I forgot what it was, but I, I agree yeah. with you though. If Odell didn't get hurt, if he, he was rolling, he was rolling. I think he had like what fifty yards receiving or fifty-two yards receiving up to that point. Yeah, he had two catches for fifty-two yards. Yeah. So even up to that point, like you knew this was going to be, he was going to take advantage of it. So I don't know. The Rams were deserving to win. Happy for a lot of those guys on the team. Um, OBJ has kind of changed my perception of him. Like especially with how Antonio Brown has just acted out these past uh, these He's past the game. Yeah, I know with Kanye. Good Lord. We're in a black mask. After Kanye had the biggest meltdown on Instagram that's still ongoing that I've ever seen. It was crazy to see him in the public eye. You after may have to that. fill me in on that later. Oh, boy. I actually didn't see what happened. <laughs> oh, boy. But, um, yeah, to me, man, it was it – was, the Rams were the better team in that game. Yeah. And the Bengals, like we said, the pass rush was going to be the most important thing. And if you're – Getting chased and sacked seven times, which tied the record since Super Bowl ten for the most times sacked in a Super Bowl. Like, you're not going to win those games. So, I thought the Rams were absolutely deserving of it. I thought they were deserving as well. It was a very resilient win. I would say it was tough. Mm. They had to grind it out. Gritty. Obvious. I mean, yeah, it was a gritty win. Uh, Cooper Cup was getting beat up the whole game. Like they were going to take him away, and that's why Odell was open, and that's why they were going to win that matchup favorably because. Like I said, I don't think Mike Hilton, or we saw later Eli Apple, those receivers had a hard time taking away Odell. Now, they, if you double-team Cooper Cup, it's going to be tough. But, man, you got to give credit to that guy. I'm not saying he's the best receiver in the league. I'm not even saying he had the best receiving season of all time. But just the fact that – and we'll get to the MVP talk later of whether or not Cooper Cup was more deserving than Aaron Donald. But just he saved the game for them. And I, I, I don't want to shit on Matthew Stafford, Stafford like everybody else is doing, whether he's a Hall of Famer or not, blah, blah, blah. We'll talk about that later. He did, thro- he, he did throw some two interceptions. He, he did throw two interceptions that were bad. One of them was dropped by fake Cooper Cup, uh, Skoranek. Mm. But um, brutal. It, it was brutal. And the, he, that, see, that's the thing is Odell, Odell injury just, I'm sure the way they felt for the first few drives of that game going up 13 to three McVay's like, we got this, we got this in the bag. Stafford's feeling good. Cooper cup is, you know, helping out here or there, but it doesn't really matter because they got so much weapons on the field that they're able to dissect the Bengals. but having him leave the game with now is official, a torn ACL. And it's tough for him. I feel bad for Odell. Um, I'm sure the Rams are like, Hey, you know, I'm glad we won. I'm sad for him, but now we could probably get him on the cheap and free agency. We'll get to that yeah. a little later. Yeah. But yeah, you you saw the 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 anxiety and the stress 
in Sean McVay's face. Because I think it's, I think at one point the cameras actually caught it with the team doctor whispered in his ear, Odell's got an ACL. And he was like, okay. And you could just see, like, fuck, how are we going to do this? Because uh. last, last time they were in the Super Bowl, it was McVay not making adjustments for the whole game and just Belichick just killing him mm-hmm. and realizing that Jared Goff just can't get it done. Right. This time it was we have a good game plan and they can't stop us. And now our best player, one of our best players, is not there anymore. What the hell do I do? Because I don't have Tyler Higby. I have no running game whatsoever. Whatsoever. That's something they have to address in the offseason. But they could not run at all. And I've never seen anything like that where someone ran won a Super Bowl just basically throwing the football like that. And that was it was so frustrating, by the way. Yeah. That 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 drive that ended up in the Cooper Cup jet sweep on fourth down, that final mm-hmm. scoring drive. I'm like, dude, if you go under center again, if you make Matthew Stafford go under center one more time and you run that football one more time, good God. And yep. they did it again on third and one. I mean, Cam Akers, you know, I, I like the guy, but, you know, he, he's clearly not. I mean, he's only his, a couple of weeks back. I mean, it's not like he's just getting started for his season. And, like, and Daryl Henderson couldn't do anything either. It was it was awful with the run game. It was, but I think it's mostly mostly on McVay because I don't think he disguises his runs very well. When it's single back and it's just yeah. Cam Akers or Daryl Henderson or Sony Michelle, they're running. Yeah, you got to run some gun runs a little bit more. You've got to, and that wasn't doing well either. But you got to disguise the threat of the pass with the run. You yeah. have got you got to find a better way to do that. And I think Sean McVay kind of reverted back to running it with Todd Gurley just straight ahead. We're going to be, you know, a good run block team, and that's how we're going to operate. Did not work. The Bengals saw it coming a mile away, and they stopped the run. Um, as far as the Bengals, I was very impressed with Joe Burrow in the first half. I was impressed with him for most of the game, really. He got sacked seven times, five of which was in the third quarter. Crazy. Um, but coming out swinging in the second half, throwing that long touchdown pass to T. Higgins, and yes, T. Higgins did face mask Jalen Ramsey. It was blatantly obvious. But Jalen Ramsey still allowed that touchdown, and he still gave up that catch to Jamar Chase. He was getting beat a lot. He was. And I haven't heard anything from Jalen Ramsey after the Super Bowl because I think he knows I had a terrible game. Whether yeah. it was that or the touchdown, I know it was offensive pass interference. They're letting him play. And you can make the argument later when uh, Logan Wilson's getting called for those uh, the holding penalties that that's you know a makeup call right there and that shouldn't happen. But it was you know he was grabbing Cooper Cup at the line of scrimmage. So whether or not you want to debate the flag should have been thrown or not, those were penalties. Regardless, Jalen Ramsey had a rough game, and I haven't heard him talk since. I didn't hear him talk at the post game. He probably tweeted some stuff out, but I haven't seen him really celebrate the Super Bowl. So I'm wondering if he's like, damn, I did not play well. And, you know, in that moment, like, yeah, you don't, you, you know, you didn't have a, you didn't have a great game yourself, but your team won. So it's tough. But um, the biggest, yeah. the, the biggest factor in the game to me was the second half and that the Rams, while they weren't getting anything done offensively, their defense just kept them in that game. Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Von Miller. I think the Matthew Stafford trade is, is, is as equally good as the Von Miller trade because the pass rush that those two created, Von Miller and Aaron Donald, made them win every playoff game. Yeah. 
And yeah, yeah, I think that that last drive was epic. Uh, They, you know, they were grinding it out for most of the second half. They couldn't get anything done offensively. The defense is keeping him in the game. And Cooper Cup was epic on that final drive. Just everything from the fourth and one with the reverse to him, the no-look pass that Stafford threw, catches it, to drawing the penalties, to actually making the game-winning touchdown. No, called back with the, with the penalty. He gets laid the fuck out in the end zone and comes back and catches the fade to win the game. You could say what you want about Aaron Donald winning the game for them, but I think Cooper Cup saved the game for them because all they needed was one touchdown. That's all they needed. And they were going to win that game because the pass rush was just way too much for the Bengals. Dude, I was getting so frustrated. Like, I think that this Super Bowl has proven that even though you have offensive-minded head coaches like McVay and Zach Taylor, no matter who they got on their team, they can. I, I think the coach's value now has just skyrocketed as far as being like a good a guy who can manage a game and manage the clock. And I'll get to why in a second. Um, but I'm with you. And it only took till the final drive for Sean McVay to say, you know what? We have Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup, two guys who have just as good of a connection as anybody in the NFL, as any quarterback and wide receiver combo. I used to actually have that on a, I used to have that with like Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett. I remember the, just those two. They were always within lock, with, with lockstep with each other, um, in lockstep with each other. But like Cup was amazing. And the second half, the thing is, with those two guys, like you're not going to keep up with them for all four quarters, and no. that's also the difference with Cooper Cup. Like Cooper Cup, I, I feel like anytime I've seen him this season, and I'm watching games late, he's always coming up big because he just doesn't get tired. No. Like the dude's conditioning is out of this world. And then you got Aaron Donald and Von Miller. I mean, you know, Von Miller, I'm not so sure about, but Aaron Donald, the dude's motor just keeps on going. And that's the question is the offensive line. They could stop him in the first half. They could do that all they want. But in the second half, that's when it matters. And that's when you saw Aaron Donald really start to take over. Although the Bengals are matching him on defense. I thought Logan Wilson prior to that holding penalty actually had a really good game. It felt like we were seeing him all over the field. Sam Hubbard, Trey Hendrickson, all those guys with the Bengals. uh, They were very good. But Cooper Cup was just too much to handle, and he he was better than everyone in that secondary for the Bengals. They were tired uh, to that point because they'd just been drowning them with these short yardage plays, fifteen play drive to close things out. Um, but man, it and Cooper Cup, like after the game, did you not think, man, there's probably something wrong there? I mean, you know, he took a really hard hit to the head. This dude. He's making his MVP speech. I'm like, he he doesn't want to look up at the lights right now. <laughs> like, like, like I yeah. it looked like he had something going on. Like, not a concussion fully, but there had to have been some sort of mild symptoms or something going on with him. I definitely thought that he was concussed after that first uh, touchdown that was called back, mm. and it makes you think about like everybody just laying it on the line in that game. Odell gets hurt. He actually had to leave. Stafford goes to the trainer's table and his ankle's fucked up. Joe Burrow at one point is limping off the field. And you're like, is anyone going to really just finish this game at this point? And they all did. They all toughed it out except for Odell, obviously. But yeah, I thought that Od- uh, I thought that Cooper Cup made the game-winning touchdown catch and then was going to be like, have to leave the game because he's concussed. And the worst thing is that the penalty is called. 
and he has to make that catch again. And that was not a hard, I mean, that was not an easy catch. That fade, I haven't, I don't remember Cooper Cup catching a fade all season, but there he is making it on Eli Apple. And he's I done wonder, that. He he's he's done that this season before. Has he done that? I have yeah. Seen okay. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was just incredible to me. Um, the Bengals did a fantastic job for three quarters keeping Cooper Cup away. Besides the touchdown, in I want to say the first quarter or the second quarter, whatever it was. But on that final drive, just Cooper Cup. Either I haven't seen all the, the all twenty-two. Either he just got through the double teams, or they just didn't you know, focus on him for whatever reason they got tired, uh-huh. but he deserves to be MVP. I just want to talk brief, real, real quick on Aaron Donald on that final drive. I thought that the Bengals were going to tie that game up as soon as Jamar chase makes that catch and just turns Jalen Ramsey around. And you're like, they're in field goal range. They're going to tie this up. It's going to be the second Super Bowl with overtime. Yeah. They get that second and one, they go deep. Don't get it. Third and one. I don't know why Samaji P Ryan's in the backfield. I understand they're disguising, the run with a passing formation. I didn't like it. It's just a third and one. Give it to Joe Mixon in that situation. Just pick up the first down. You're right there. Evan McPherson can make a kick. Just give him five, ten more yards. He's going to tie the game up. And it's a, it's one of the best. It's, it's not a goal line stand, obviously, but it's a one-yard stand. Aaron Donald comes in, messes uh, Samaji Pirine up. They get nothing. And then it's fourth and one. And Aaron Donald ends the game, and it's so close to Joe Burrow, just like, ugh, tossing it to Samaji Pirine, falls incomplete. It's amazing that in back-to-back games, Aaron Donald has just caused the game to end like that on the interception with Jimmy Garoppolo and then with Joe Burrow. Um, I understand why a lot of people say he should have been MVP, but Cooper Cups, you know, saved the game. Donald, Aaron Donald won it for them in the end, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, uh, where was it? The, that's right. The drop from Tyler Boyd in the previous oh, yep. drive, too, yep. was huge. Yep. Um, but I'm glad you brought up Samaji Piran because that was my biggest question when the Niners played the Bengals. I'm watching that game. Every single third down, they're bringing in Piran. He's their third down back. He is their guy. But he was too stubborn. Zach Taylor was to go away from him. It's just, no, we, we, we haven't done that all season. We're going to go with what's worked. Maybe they've been good on third down in those runs. I'm not sure what the numbers are. Uh, but this brings me to a larger point because Sean McVay, sure, he won that game. But God damn it, that run game was so bad. He almost had them lose it when they yeah. shouldn't have. Yeah. And there has been an ongoing problem with these coaches, these Sean McVays, these Zach Taylors, these young offensive hot shots Kyle Shanahan included Matt LaFleur and we talked about Mike McDaniel last week like what the hell do you do in a 10-hour interview well I think in all all those hours that you got maybe a couple of them are dedicated to your play design what you feel is going to work best for the team but the other eight hours it's got to be situational football these guys have shown flaws in their head coaching game so now I think GMs and owners whoever hires a head coaches for whichever team um the owners do most for the most part but uh could be the gm but they got to figure out like hey how do you manage a game in this situation what would you do like you need the coach that's going to make the right call and i think you know we've talked so much about these quarterbacks and you know oh you have this head coach and this quarterback you're going to be contending for years to come how is anyone from the outside going to handle this well the way you're going to do it is by managing the game properly. Like I think yeah. both those coaches made those mistakes, man. And um, yeah, it, in the end, it was 
it, it was a well-played game on both sides. And, there, you know, Zach Taylor can't do anything about the offensive line just being trash and them not yeah. building that offensive line. But, um, you're, dude, that's exactly what I was wondering, though. Joe Mixon, yeah. third down, how do you not use him? When they played the Niners, it was, it was oh, Joe Mixon coming off an injury. They don't want to use him as on third down. But now here we are. We're in the Super Bowl, and we're still seeing it happen on third down. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And why not? Didn't they? Didn't they try and run a get a pass play on the second and one? Because they got it down to the nine. And I think they did. They try a pass play. Yeah. They tried, yeah. They, they threw it deep to T. Higgins, and it was overthrown. Yeah, why, why didn't like just run the ball there? It's second yeah. and one. Just I run it. Run, I, I don't. I the the play calling. It just doesn't make any. The, the timing of them. It doesn't make any sense, man. So. I, I think they, these teams, like I know they got quarterbacks, they got head coaches, but the, I mean, you can rely on the players as much as you want, but sometimes these head coaches, man, I think they're going to make decisions that are going to cost some of these teams their games, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I Joe Mixon was running really well for the most part. I think he only ended up with 11 carries. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, 15 carries for 72 yards. I mean, the, for the most part, the Rams did a good job. Um, defending him, but I thought in that situation, it's just a second and one, and you have, I want to say, two timeouts left, at least one timeout left. I, I thought it was a good spot to do that, but at the end of the day, that's what Zach Taylor decided. And, yeah, that is a problem going forward with, you know, coaches, offensive-minded coaches. Um, you know, we had a problem with McVay a couple weeks ago where they couldn't end the game because guys kept fumbling and they couldn't develop a running game to run out the clock. So he's been lucky the last two weeks where Aaron Donald has ended the game for him. But just talking about the Bengals real quick, um, I thought they were here too. I, I thought they were here a year too early. I thought that maybe the Chiefs kind of shit the bed more than them, you know, getting the victory. But in the end, I was very impressed with the Bengals, despite the fact that their offensive line was terrible. We saw a year ago Patrick Mahomes running for his life against the Buccaneers and they scored nine points. The Bengals were right there with the Rams, and they had a great game plan of just quick passes to Jamar Chase or Tyler Boyd or uh, T. Higgins. Um, but the offensive line is a huge problem, and they need to address that. And they have a lot of cap space, so I'm sure they'll go out and get a big-time left tackle. I don't really know who's in free agency. I think Teron Armstead maybe from the Saints, but we'll see if he leaves. Um, they need to address that. And if they get good offensive line play, then they'll be a great team going forward. Uh, real quick, do you know Joe Burrow's new nickname? What, Joe Shiesty? Okay. What, what is that? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm, I don't get a, even I'm not like that connected to the younger generation. Like I don't get what Shiesty is. Yeah, okay. Younger generation. Let me, let me, give, you, let me give you some advice here. Uh, look up what Shiesty means. Uh, I'm not offended by most things, but as a Jewish guy, shysty or shyster is not a good term. So we're just throwing that out there for Joe Burrow now, and I'm not sure I'm a fan of that. Just saying that. Um, mm. Yeah. I'm looking but, it up. Yeah. You, you never heard uh, Frank from uh, Always, a Sunny, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, like, oh, that shysty lawyer of mine? No. Yeah, it's, it's not a good term. I don't think we should be throwing that out there for Joe Burrow. All right. Right. Just well, saying that I'm not offended by most things, but it's, that it's, is what it is. What it is. Yeah. So, all right, Donald Cup MVP. Your thoughts? I like I said, I thought Cup saved the game for him. So, 
the defense was amazing. I thought Von Miller and Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd just and even Ernest Jones coming back. He stopped that, you know, that uh honestly the opening drive for the Bengals. They went four and fourth and one, and he batted the ball down. So him coming back was huge. I thought that Aaron Donald was great. Um, you know, a great play in the end to win the game, but they needed a touchdown to win that game. And in the end, Cooper Cup was getting double teamed for most of the game, and he has the fourth and one reverse. He catches four passes. He has a touchdown called back. In the end, he still makes the game-winning touchdown. I agree with what they had in the end, that Cooper Cup was deserving of MVP. Yeah. See, if I were to take away, and and, and this is going down to the fourth quarter, let's just take, like, we got we to gotta factor in everything that happens throughout the game, but um, I'm, I'm thinking if I'm on that final drive and I'm the Rams on defense and I don't have Aaron Donald, I'm still thinking I can get a stop just because the offensive line has not been that good and they've proven that they're going to give up sacks to anybody. But without Cooper Cup on that final drive, you're not scoring. Yep. You're not winning that game without Cooper Cup. You're not winning that game without your quarterback's number one guy. I think they said they worked for like 500 hours outside of like the the uh, the the regimen that they normally go with. How's like, that possible? 500 hours? 500 extra hours. Either way, that's still a lot of damn work. That's why yeah, that, that sounds like a gross amount of time. That, that, Maybe, that's not possible. But I think it's possible. I mean, these these guys probably don't do anything. Like you think 500 hours during 500 days of summer? How's that possible? Yes, I think it's very possible. I think okay. it is. I think these guys are football nuts. And yeah. I, and and that no-look pass doesn't happen without all that extra work. Yeah, so true. without Cooper Cup, to me, they're not winning this game at all, seeing how this thing played out. Now, Aaron Donald, he might be the MVP of the team. I don't know. Just yeah. because of how – I mean, Matt Stafford's probably there, Cooper Cup too. But in that game – Without Cooper Cup in that final drive, you're not winning it. So to me, yeah. the MVP was justified. I also won some money off of it, so I'm good. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, and, and we'll we'll get into some prop bets later that we talked about the last episode. But just overall, like, I feel bad for the Bengals, but they'll be back. The Rams needed to win this game. You know how much of a shitstorm it would have been if, oh, Matthew Stafford doesn't get it done again. Sean McVay loses another Super Bowl. They hosted the, the Super Bowl in L.A. and didn't get it done. Now they just exhale, um, and it's I, I would I, I usually don't watch a lot of NFL films now, but I I want to watch this because I want to hear what they what the reaction was when Odell was gone because in most situations you'd be like we're not we, there's no way we can win now they're taking away Cooper Cup we don't have Tyler Higby we have no running game how are we going to win this game now most teams would have been like shit we we can't do this and it's such a resilient win like yeah. it's. It's probably one of the more impressive wins I've seen in quite some time where the Rams, as loaded as they are, have just numerous injuries and they were able to overcome them in the end to do what they needed to do. And I feel bad because in the end, it's like, oh, the Rams did what they were supposed to do. They were supposed to win. But God, that's such a weight lifted off their shoulders. As Steve Young said back in 94, the monkey's off my back. I'm happy for Matthew Stafford. Um I know a lot of people give him a lot of shit just because he didn't win in Detroit. People think he thinks he thinks that he's average. He panicked definitely after Odell got hurt, throwing that pass to Van Jefferson that Jesse Bates intercepted. Um, the Cooper the, Cup uh, pass even to Matt Stafford that just goes to show that him yeah, that, and McVay yeah. 
both were desperate at the time. They were, and that's why I think Cooper Cup winning it for him justifies the MVP. Yeah. Because they're looking for any life of offense, and they got it in the end. But I'm happy for Matthew Stafford. I also bet on a quarterback to have a reception in this game, and it didn't happen. He was wide open. God damn it, Cup. Put the ball down, huh? Yeah, who's the last one to get that? Nick Foles? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It has to be. Well, it has to be because Tom Brady dropped one in that same Super Bowl, and then Nick Foles caught his. There's had to have been another one, wasn't there? Since that time? I don't think so. There had to have been another quarterback that caught a reception. In In the Super Bowl? Yeah, come on. There has to have been one. No, we act like it's a common occurrence. Quarterbacks don't catch passes. True. Okay. Mm. Uh, but just as far as Matthew Stafford, I'm happy for the dude. He's been through a lot of shit. Um, however long he was in Detroit, Detroit fans showed up. They were happy for him. I'm happy for him. I don't know why he's getting all this hate now. Of Oh, is he Hall of Famer or not? Because of Richard Sherman. Well, you know. That's why. What do you know? Former former Seahawk and former 49er doesn't think the Rams quarterback is good enough to be in the Hall of Fame. Shocker. Okay, well, let's let's play this, you know, this first take debate. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer at this point? I actually don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know either. And I honestly don't care. I don't yeah. care. I just think this is a good solid win for him. Yeah. He has as much Super Bowls right now as Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. So I'm putting him in the same category as those guys. And I know people are going to say, oh, my God, what? Listen, Matthew Stafford, he throws a lot of picks. I get that. But you cannot tell me that he is a monumental upgrade over Jared Goff, who I do feel sorry for this weekend because you got to think like, shit, they traded away. They traded me away a year ago, and they went with this guy just like that. Um, I'm happy. I'm, I'm just happy for Matthew Stafford. I think this is, this is justification – um, for him being a good quarterback. And while it was an up-and-down game and he threw two interceptions, in the end he won the game for them. He threw three touchdown passes. He has a monumental, epic, game-winning touchdown drive that we'll look back in history. Like I was saying about the NFL films, I would love to see what their reaction was. I've seen a little bit with Sean McVay just like freaking out on the sideline, being like, oh, Donald's going to win it for us. Oh, God, where's Peter Schrager? Um but I am I am happy for Sean McVay because he gets a lot of shit too for being like you know is he phony is he just doing stuff for the cameras he's a he's a beautiful mind when it comes to football and I'm happy he got it the youngest head coach ever to win a Super Bowl I'm happy for the Rams I know Niner fans are gonna throw up over this my feeling is I didn't feel this way when the Broncos won in 2015 when your team's not in it. You're just being a bitter fan at this point. That's my opinion. So when your hated rival wins the Super Bowl or the World Series or the NBA Finals, you just got to deal with it. I didn't like it when the Lakers won the NBA Finals a couple years ago. Um, I'm sure Giants fans hated when the Dodgers won. But it, you, you didn't make it. So at this point, you have nothing to complain about. Yeah, it's also sports. Like, yeah, okay. I, know. People, I know. I know. It's okay if, you're, if, you're, if the other team wins. Like, it's yeah. fine. Your life is going to go on. Worry yeah. about other shit, like what that smell is in your apartment, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, but no, nah, man, I've, I'm, there's not many guys on that team you look at and you think, oh, they don't deserve that with what they've been through in their career. Vaughn Miller, I know he won one in Denver, like you said, but after that, the amount of quarterback play that was going through Denver, the amount of crappy picks that John Elway was making in company, like he hasn't had a good team built around him. OBJ has gone through everything, including guys like me who have gone off and said, you know, that 
that's time when he was in proposing to the net or whatever and, and all that stuff. Remember that when the net hit him in the head with the kick, yeah, the field goal kicking net? Yeah, all that stuff. He's overcome all of that and he ended up being a Super Bowl champion. And after going to after going to the Browns to to be with his best friend, and then maybe Baker Mayfield just not having it work out. I don't know. I'm just happy for him. Uh, I didn't Cooper like Cup, I didn't like that he set it up with his dad though, making all those media yeah, well, uh, whatever. social media videos. But yeah, Cooper Cup. Happy with him, Aaron Donald. Happy for him, Andrew Whitworth. Happy for him. Yep. Um, I can't confirm that he's retiring. I don't know about <laughs> McVeigh and Aaron Donald, but that guy's retiring. Yeah, yeah, no doubt that guy's retiring. I don't think Sean McVeigh is either. By the way, I think no. he's just trying to play everybody. Um, the, the, hold on, that story was ridiculous. He basically just said, "I'm looking forward to my life after football because I'm going to have a wife soon and kids." Let's not react like he's going to retire this upcoming season. Good Lord. <laughs> I know. I, I, my ex-roommate just asked, what's that smell in our apartment? Go to the beginning of the podcast and you'll find out. But yeah, man, I, I, there, there's not many guys on that team who I dislike. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, he comes off as a jerk, but and he did end up getting beaten that game. Um, but he's always been able to back it up. And plus, I, he, his stock went up a little bit more in my book when he was in Jackass Forever. So, uh, you, you know, it's... <laughs> It, it is what it is, man. It was a good Super Bowl. It was a good Super yeah. Bowl overall. Great game. Great game. Great game to a great season, the longest we ever had. A lot of fun, close playoff games. I think I think it was a great ending. So this begs the question. We don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, if he's coming back to Green Bay, although we have some latest news. We'll get to that later. We don't know what's going on with Brady, really, at this point either, because he says he's retired, but then he goes back and forth with Jim, Jim Gray every week. If the NFC is up for grabs and these guys leave – I think the Rams are going to dominate even, even more. And we always say this because, you know, the Super Bowl team gets even better after the next season. We thought that with the Buccaneers because they were getting all their guys back. But with the Rams, I think they even they get even better. And I know Niner fans don't want to hear that because they'll go into a transition year with Trey Lance. So you don't know where you're going to get. But I think Matthew Stafford gets even better because he learns his offense even more. He gets comfortable with the receivers in year two. He gets Robert Woods back. And the Odell injury sucks. He probably will miss most of the 2023 season or 2022 season. Um, but but you Rams, never can tell with these guys. Like Cam Akers came back after getting exactly. hurt in the summer. So. Exactly. You never yeah. know. But I would assume that he's probably going to be on the pup list to start the season off, and he'll come back November, December. And that's great because they'll get Robert Woods back, who's slated to come back for minicamp. And they don't really need him right away. And – I'm going to assume that now the Rams are like, Odell, you tore your ACL. Do you really want to go and rehab with another team in the offseason? Do you really want to go do that with – I mean, who's going to pay you at this point? You, you're, you're coming off two torn ACLs. Come back to the Rams. We'll help you out. We'll be yeah. a great team. We won't rush you back. We won't, we won't rely on you like that. And I think the same thing's for Von Miller, where he's like – if you saw on the postgame show, he was like, why would I leave L.A. at this point? Now, he's going to test, test free agency like everybody does. But I think both of those guys come back. they got to get Joe Noteboom signed because he's going to be the starting left tackle going forward. I think the Rams are going to be even better in 2022. I'm too, scared to, make, I'm too scared to make any NFC predictions for next That's year. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and, this, and me being scared, meaning I'm scared of being wrong and making too many snap judgments because I do that all the time and I don't want to be wrong again and it's annoying. Hey, I'm wrong all the time, man. I said the, I said the Twins were going to go to the World Series. That's neither here nor there. We're in last. Um, so what year? Uh, this year. 
So, uh, last year, I mean, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know about the Packers. I don't know about the Buccaneers. Because I don't know if Brady's coming back. I don't know where Brady's going to go. Dallas, don't know. The Rams, maybe. Maybe. But you never know. Yeah, it's true. The Cardinals, don't know what's going on with Kyler Murray. The don't Niners, the Niners, I like the talent that they got on their team. But it all depends on how Trey Lance goes. And uh, it depends how long it takes him to develop. I think he could get it done by the end of the season. And, you know, maybe get their way to the playoffs again. Uh, the Eagles, eh. Saints, eh. Vikings and eh. commanders, maybe commanders could have a good quarterback by the end of this uh, with the 11th pick in the draft. You never know what the with the commanders, um, Seahawks and eh. Falcons and eh. bears, whatever Panthers, whatever giants. I don't know. Maybe jo- Brian Dable brings the best out of Daniel Jones. Like I'm too scared to make any sort of predictions for the NFC just because of how, uh, just because of how much of the NFL is a year till year league. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm confident in just because I know they have their quarterbacks. NFC, it's all way too much up in the air. Way too much up in the air. You never yeah. know. No, I'm with you. Um, so, yeah, in the end, it was a great, great Super Bowl. And we'll see what happens with football going forward with the Rams, Bengals, all the teams. But staying with the Super Bowl, halftime show. Mm. Just give me your thoughts right away, Stephen. What would you think? It was good. It was good. Not great. Not the best of all time. No. Mm. No. Has, has mm. nobody seen <laughs> – has nobody seen Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg perform that song before? Has nobody seen Eminem perform Lose Yourself before? Has nobody seen M- uh, 50 Cent perform In the Club before? Okay, yes, let's have because it's all happened a thousand times the past 30 years. Okay, real quick on 50 Cent. That was a rumor and we nailed it because I, I brought it up last episode. Yeah. 50 Cent is not the same man he used to be. <laughs> yeah. He's got. Yeah. He's, he's, just, he's still got some muscles, but it's more like, you know, when you hit 40 and it's kind of a mix of fat and muscle. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, my favorite joke that I saw was, uh, you know, oh, wow, 50 cent turned into a dollar. <laughs> That's pretty good. You know, pretty good. like he really does look twice the 50 cent that he was back in the, those days. How long have you, what's the longest, and you may not even know this answer, but how long can you stay upside down for without being like, oh my God, I got to throw up? Oh, Sheesh. Uh, maybe a, a couple of minutes? I don't know. Which begs the question, how long was 50 Cent dangling there just being like, okay, God, let's just get to go, go, go. He got up. Shorty. He got up on there. Like, he did it himself. He got no, up I know, but like, how, how long was he dangling there while Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg were performing? I'm saying as they were introducing him, oh, he well, got well, up. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, before the camera could get to him. Oh, so it wasn't yeah. a long thing where he was just like, oh, God, the blood is rushing to my head right now. Yeah. No, the, the, the camera work, everything on it was really cool. But we've seen these performances before. I thought Mary J. Blige was awesome. Anderson Pack watching him drum with that big smile on his face. Just drumming. Just drumming. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, I wouldn't mind an entire Kendrick Lamar halftime show because he was sick. And also, my prop, total amount of headliners to wear sunglasses at halftime. Mm. Snoop comes out with sunglasses. All right, yep. that's one. I guess two. Snoop comes out with sunglasses. Dr. Okay. Dre, none. Mary J. Blige, okay. none. Eminem, yeah. none. 50 Cent, none. Kendrick Lamar, sunglasses. Nice. Two. Prop bet one. There <laughs> you go. Happened. But no, nah, man, I, I, it was good. I mean, you know, and, and, and I, I think I overreacted to it at first because I was like, that was amazing. But then I thought about it. I was like, 
nothing really special there. I mean, we've seen we've seen all those performances before. Yeah, like Kendrick singing all right, and um, you know it was cool. I thought the Tupac hologram was going to pop up. I, I thought, thought so too. I sent as you that sway thing. Yeah, I saw that. I thought that as soon as they started playing, uh, I am mad at you on the piano. I thought he was going to pop up in the Cadillac. Yeah. Um, and somehow was going to move while he was driving, but thank God that didn't happen. Um, I listen. Yes, it was a very rushed performance because they had to do it within 20 minutes, and you had to squeeze in as many songs as possible. Mary J. Blige played the two songs that everybody knows her for. Eminem, of course, comes out to "Lose Yourself." I wouldn't mind hearing something else, but people love "Lose Yourself." Kendrick Lamar, I was surprised he didn't play "Humble," but it was nice to hear something else, and I would have liked to hear more of Kendrick Lamar. But it was rushed, but it was good. For as many acts that were in that performance, I liked it. I liked the creativity with Dr. Dre doing the mixing board and kind of orchestrating the whole thing. Snoop, everybody's making the big deal about him smoking before the performance. Fuck it. Get over it, okay? It, it was going to happen. Yeah. I, think, I, I think the big headline should be the next day after the Super Bowl that Snoop Dogg comes out with a song where he's rapping over the Curb Your Enthusiasm beat that you showed me. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. sick. Crip Your Enthusiasm is a fantastic song. And it's goofy because he's rapping over the song with uh, the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme, but I fucking love it. Um, yeah. <laughs> just, just, just okay for you? No, it was it was good, man. It was just like it, it was just all so rushed in the spectacle of it, though. And and yeah. and, and it was nostalgic for a lot of people because I saw like on social media, you know, it's it's like. For the people who are 35 and over, this means so much. I also saw people who say, for the people who are 30 and over, it means so much. I also yeah. saw people who were born 1996 and before, this means a lot. And I think that that speaks to just how their music had spanned across all generations. Now, you could make the argument that Lose Yourself and In the Club were more popular than whatever Dre and Snoop made because Eminem Probably. and 50 were more mainstream than those two guys. Whereas listening to Dre and Snoop, it was like, it was cool. You know, it was kind of more, yeah. it, it was mainstream, but at the same time it was kind of underground too. So yeah. I, 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 I do, I do respect it for that, but we've, it, it's not like they did anything new, not like they did anything we haven't seen before. I have seen Eminem walk out onto the stage in a hood performing, lose yourself. I have seen Kendrick, do a number with a dance crew singing all right. I've seen him do it at the Grammys. He's amazing at it. Uh, mm -hmm. We've seen Dr. Dre and Snoop perform what they performed. Mary J. Blige is just an amazing performer anyway. What yeah. who really impressed me, I got to say this, it wasn't just like the halftime show, but the national anthem. Didn't yeah. really know what to expect from Mickey Guyton, but damn. She was the, good. The rendition she, good. she had on the national anthem, it was sick. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I liked it. I, 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 you know, I thought it was great, but... Of course, people immediately say, like, was it better than Prince? Was it better than Paul McCartney? Was it better than Rolling Stones? I don't remember, really, to be honest. I remember Prince coming out and then rained a little bit with Purple Rain. And his guitar, shaped like a penis, looked like a penis um, in, the, in the silhouette. But, I mean, in comparison to other halftime shows, I don't even remember what The Weeknd did last year. I remember The Mirrors, but I remember it being kind of shitty, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fun. It was very LA. It fit the theme. I like seeing hip hop at the Super Bowl when they were so uptight in years past. Since Jen and Jackson flashed the boob, they were kind of like, no, let's keep it, let's keep it, you know, nice and, and family friendly. Um, even though some people were upset that 50 Cent 
in the in the club song says I'm here to making I'm here having sex I'm here to making love like it's just that's the radio edit people like listen to the actual uh, lyrics of the original version. Mm. Um, I was surprised no one dropped a fuck at all. They kept it they kept it family friendly, and overall I just like seeing the the kind of the grandfathers of hip hop do their thing and it was fun. I enjoyed it. You're right. It wasn't anything I haven't seen before, but it was just a nice new take on the Super Bowl halftime show. It is pretty, and maybe it was educational for not, you know, people like I mentioned, the people born before 1996, the people that are 30 years old, the people that are 35, maybe not for them, but I think it was a good education on just how uh, influential Dr. Dre has been. He's in the, the hip hop game, like he's the best. Every one of those guys he's made Snoop Dogg turned into a star, 50 turned into a star, Eminem turned into a star, Kendrick turned into a star, uh, Anderson Pack on the drums. Yep, he f- was first featured in the Compton album, yep, where he turned into a star. And now I want to see Silk Sonic next year. That's my I don't care mm. where it is, I know we always want to do the location hey. thing, huh? It's going to be in Arizona, and I can't think of any artists from Arizona. So that's Silk a call. Sonic it is. Silk Sonic, come on down. Let's okay. go. Leave the door open for them. We're going to smoke out the window, and we're all going to be also fly. I forgot the damn name of the song. Fly is us. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, yeah. something like Silk that. Silk Sonic. Next well, year. hold on. They have, that song, they have that song about Vegas. Should we save them for Vegas then next year? No. Need it now. All right, all Silk right. Sonic every year You're, from now on. Actually, okay. <laughs> book them every yeah. year. Every year, it'll never get old. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm I'm not putting it. I don't want to say it's the best halftime show ever because music is so yeah. subjective, man. Everyone has a differing opinion on it, so it's like yeah. I can't call it the best halftime show ever. Uh, uh, objectively. Yeah, I remember U2 after 9/11 was pretty powerful. Um, I remember when they had all the names and stuff yep. on the projector. Yep. Yeah. I remember in sync with Britney Spears and Nelly. And at the time that was the biggest thing. Um, I wouldn't say it was amazing, but it was, Oh, Aerosmith too. Aerosmith was a part of that. So we've had some good halftime shows before. No Michael doubt. Jackson, I didn't watch yeah. it live, but I go back and I just marvel at the fact that he stood still for five minutes, just looking yeah. at the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're also hyped up in the moment uh, nowadays. So we have to say everything's the greatest of all time. It was the yeah. goat of Super Bowl halftime shows. I wouldn't say that, but I would say it was fun and it was new. And I hope they keep having uh, more hip hop in the halftime shows. So I, and you know, having somebody like Dr. Dre, like who doesn't do a lot of stuff anymore, like he'll produce music here or there. The two songs he did for the Grand Theft Auto soundtrack is, are pretty good. And I heard them coming home from the Super Bowl. But just having him participate in something like that, I thought was pretty special. So hopefully it gets more artists that are more reserved these days that don't want to be doing stuff. They come out and want to do a big spectacular thing. It's a, it's also a nice plug for their new albums. Snoop Dogg just came out with one. Mary J. Blige just came out with yeah, one. That's like, true. It's, a, it's a very good plug. Do you know collectively what all artists made from that Super Bowl halftime show? No. If you had a guess, what did Dr. Dre, what did Snoop Dogg, what did Eminem, what did Mary J. Blige... Kendrick Lamar, 50 Cent, what did all of them make from performing at halftime? I'm just going to go with a high number, 50 million. Good guess. The answer for all Super Bowl halftime performances, artists, they get paid nothing. Mm. It's just, do you want to do it? Cool. 
you're going to have major publicity for this, and that's all you need. They get paid nothing. Yeah, it's the exposure. It's yeah. the exposure. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's what the festivals do. Sometimes they don't even, uh, sometimes they, the festivals, they make their, the bands and the artists all pay for their setup just because, like, you know, you're getting so much of that exposure there. So that makes sense. I don't know why I guess yeah. 50 million. I'm like 10 million each person. Jesus. Easy there, Steve. <laughs> well, on the flip side, we're talking about the commercials now. <laughs> I'm sure every commercial costs $50 million, or I don't even know how much. It's probably a ridiculous amount. But real quick, Stephen, commercials, what do you think of them? I am going to be a terrible contributor to this one. Didn't, um, didn't pay attention to them? No. The, the commercials, I'm over them, dude. Like That's fair. That's fair. You know, the good ones all come out on social media before, and I dodged all of them. Yeah, but I do. watched them, and I was like, besides the NFL one, the NFL animation one was, was freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, Larry it's David. Hard, it's hard to compare that one. Remember the Super Bowl commercial, or not Super Bowl? Well, it was Super Bowl commercial, but the NFL one where the ball was running around. A couple it was years the ago. NFL 100 yes. uh, thing. That was um, great. Yeah, but uh, I, I, you know, the commercials just they don't hit the same anymore. I don't know what it is, man. Like normally, I'm locked in. Like yeah, I got to watch every second of this. Like it, it, you know, my favorite one from a couple of years ago was that damn was it a Hyundai commercial with. John Krasinski and Chris Evans, where they're Boston people, and it's just like, yeah, it, that was smart, good. It was Smart Pack, like yeah. so, Smart Pack and Pop Pack the Com, Boston Yard. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know, man. What, did you have a favorite one? I mean, obviously you're a big Seinfeld fan, so I'm sure the Larry David crypto one really got you. Well, okay. <laughs> like, like I said before, I'm not a big crypto guy. I don't get it. The fucking thing and dancing around the. The TV, the the thing that we all had to use the QR code for, I was not a fan of. And I'm sure old people like me in Boca Raton were all like, what the hell's wrong with my TV right now? Um, I was so excited when it hit the corner, though. <laughs> Why? Because, man, it just brings you back to those days of seeing that DVD. Pong? DVD? No, oh, the DVD. Yeah. The, the DVD yeah. thing. And when it hit yeah. the corner, I was like, I, was... <laughs> I didn't even pay attention to the QR code. I was just waiting for it to hit the corner. Finally, it did. Oh, jacked up. I did like the Larry David crypto uh, commercial, even though it was for crypto. But I do like the idea of him just being like, eh, that sucks, which I'm, you know, kind of like that. Um, I did like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Selma Hayek in their commercial. It was very goofy where he's Zeus. Um, The Meadow Soprano car commercial I thought was kind of weird because at first I was like, what's going on here? Are we getting a spit off with Meadow and AJ? Yeah. And it, thank God it wasn't. And they're just driving new through New Jersey for a car commercial. So that was that was nice. I love them when Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd are together. So the Lay's commercial was fun. Um, I'm not a big fan of recreating characters of classic movies. Like I liked it. Obviously, you know we love the Big Lebowski. Um, so when Jeff Bridges did the Stella Art Stella Artois commercial a couple years ago, I thought Artois, it was fun. please don't. Yeah. Oh my God, did you just say Artois? But but that's what he said in the commercial, though. Oh, okay, gotcha. Never mind. Sorry. What you, you think I'm some fucking idiot here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Doctor Evil one didn't do it for you? No, I I thought that was like uh, uh, just Mike Myers clinging to an old character he did back in the day on the flip side i had the same I reaction liked, as i did to 50 cent with that one i was like geez Mike Myers, got, yeah. Myers, Myers got big well he did and also i'm like oh, his head turned before. really round yeah i mean between the between the people that performed at halftime show like where's 50 cent been the last 10 years is he still he's, making music power 
Oh, he's producing that. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. focused on TV, man, and calling people out on Instagram and having one of the funniest social media accounts out there. Really? He's hilarious on social okay. media. All right. Yeah, his Instagram I saw, is great. I saw a couple years ago, the last time I saw 50 Cent was he was at NASCAR trying to get a kiss from Aaron Andrews. She was like, no thanks. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I didn't like Mike Myers as Dr. Evil, and they were trying to recreate Mini-Me, and I'm like, Ferd Troyer's dead. Don't, don't do that. Um, Actually, that's I a good point. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. That's yeah, yeah. Um, I did like Jim Carrey as the cable guy again. I did, <laughs> I did think that was funny, just because we live in a new age where we don't need cable anymore. So him just being like, "Hey, my job is worthless now," I thought was kind of funny. Um, Eugene Levy as the action star was kind of funny, and the Jones commercial where it's Leslie Jones, Tommy Lee Jones, Rashida Jones, all driving cars. I thought it was kind of funny. And then Nick Jonas pops in. He's like, hey, I'm not a Jones, but I'm a Jonas. And I thought it was just funny that Tommy Lee Jones was like, all right, you can hang with us, whoever you are. Mm. Um, so for the most part, commercials are lame. I think it's more so for like to show like what movies are coming out now. Like we saw the first peak at Jordan Peele's new movie. Nope. Um, which looks pretty interesting. That looks um, <laughs> Yeah. Dude, saw the teaser trailer prior to the game. Yep. I didn't know it was going to be on the game or whatever. Yeah, I was like, "What the?" I watched it three different times. I was like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, and I looked up. Uh, and I looked up the the. I wanted to look on Wikipedia to see what like genre it would be or whatever. It was like science fiction western horror thriller. <laughs> but I'm sure. But I'm sure no one knows like what it's about. So they're just like guessing. Like at this point, no probably clue. aliens, maybe horse people. Like uh, sorry yeah. to bother you. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But um, yeah, for the most part, the commercials, eh, you know, it, like, I don't know what research people do now and ad agencies are like, we got to have a talking animal. We got to have people getting hit in the nuts. Like, it's just the same shit over and over again. It's played but out. It's played out. It is played yeah. out. Now you're just reminding me with the sorry to bother you, because we went to see that in the theater together. We did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> when we walked out of that, we were like, what the fuck did we just watch? That was the most, and I still, I still love that movie just because I love Boots Riley and the the, the coup. Um, and it was made in Oakland, so I wanted to, I wanted to see the movie. And it's an interesting concept for a movie, but yeah, if you haven't seen it by now, spoiler alert: the big thing is that horse people happen at the end of the movie. And I've never seen, I've never seen it with you, my buddy Dan, and all. I think all of us in that that's like the most like jaw dropping thing I've ever seen in a movie theater. We're all just like, what the fuck is this? Out of nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's pretty nuts. Um, real quick, Stephen. Did you notice how quickly NBC got the fuck out of there on the post-game show? Like, you mean like transitioning to the, to the Olympics? Thing? Yeah. Did you think that was weird? weird? Yeah, was I thought so weird. too. I, I mean, I, I, I didn't think much of it, but it did cross my mind. I'm glad you mentioned that. Like, damn, Maria Taylor already to the to the Olympics? Oh, okay. I guess we'll have to watch man bobbing or whatever it's called. What what is it? Mono Bob? Mono Whatever Bob? it was, whatever it was. It was a very quick like in the end, they interviewed Aaron Donald, and I thought it was funny. Uh Aaron Donald's crying and he's emotional and he's like, I waited my whole life for this moment. And then they go to Matthew Stafford and they're like, Matthew Stafford, you win the Super Bowl, you've been in Detroit for all your career. What do you think? It was a good, it was a good team victory. Uh, you know, give it 110%, just giving like the whole, you know, coach speak thing. Yeah, but then when they went to the podium, it was Sean McVay, 
um, the owner of the Rams, Stan Kroenke, and the MVP, Cooper Cup. And at that moment, you usually get like more like, you know, let's talk to Von Miller. He's won two. Let's talk to Matthew Stafford again. Let's talk to uh, Aaron Donald again. And those guys looked like they were ready to go and talk. And they just got out of there as quickly as possible. Mike Tirico was like, all right, I don't know how much we paid for the Olympics. We paid more for the Super Bowl, so we're going to them right now. And yeah. at that point, I'm like, the Olympics can be shown on Peacock. Like, let's enjoy the Super Bowl. Let's 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 keep that going a little bit. Like, I thought it was just super rushed. I thought Al Michaels had to say his goodbyes super fast, too. Michelle Tafoya's done with NBC. We don't know what's going on with Al Michaels. It sounds like he's done. Yes. Thank you. What the hell have, is happening? I have the sriracha. <laughs> I'm ready to do this. Just going to pour a little on my finger if I can. Oh, Shout wait. out to Michelle Tafoya finding a new gig. Now going yep. to help a Republican governor run for president. There you go. <laughs> yeah, good for her, I guess. Gotta, gotta help the community. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is it? The, what is it? The Republican candidate for the governor of Minnesota or something like that? That's the most random thing I'd ever read. Yeah, she uh, she doesn't want to report anymore. Hey, whatever, whatever you want to do, spending your time now, not on TV, go for it. You know, um, I, and you know what's also interesting too about the broadcast is they didn't really. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. Did they have like a send off for Al Michaels or Chris Collinsworth? They did not. I mean, they, they did, had, the most they did was the the final slide where Chris Collinsworth really tried to. You know, it's gonna be a fun Super Bowl, but like, you know, he was, they, they he was containing. He was containing his Bengals fandom for most of the show. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry, Stephen. I, I I could swallow a whole bottle of sriracha. This is. I know you can. You yeah, you, I'm eat sorry. Ato- you eat Wingstop Atomic Wings voluntarily. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. You you weird. It's fine. I don't I don't have a problem with it. The 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 traffic for the Super Bowl was enough punishment for me. Yes, there you go. Um, and when we do Oscar picks, we'll do this all over again. So I'm sure I'll lose that since you beat me. What was the what was that we had a couple of years ago where uh, you thought Remy Malik was going to win for Bohemian uh, Rhapsody? Bohemian Rhapsody, and he did. And I thought Adam McKay, well, not Adam McKay. Well, it was an Adam McKay movie. Christian Bale was going to win for Vice, and I was wrong. So I had to give ah. you like money back then. <laughs> God. Uh, betting on Oscar picks. Good God. I know. I know. Hey, we'll, we'll do it again because we've got nothing yeah. else to do with this podcast. I've watched uh-huh. a half hour of The Power of the Dogs. That's it. And turned it off? No, I just didn't have time. I had to be on the phone and do a bunch of other things, but I caught a was half it, hour of it. Was it boring? I wouldn't say it was boring. It felt like it was it, it was slow. It started off slow and it's setting up for something good. Very well shot. Very beautiful landscape. Benedict Cumberbatch is a cowboy. I never thought I'd see it. Um, he's making his presence felt as uh, the best actor nomination and the antagonist in the movie or mm. protagonist. We'll see. Ooh. But uh, yeah, Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst and uh, Jesse Plemons in it. Nice little chemistry they got between them two, considering they're married. So good stuff. <laughs> I'll check it out one of these days. Mm. Um, no, they did not do anything for Al Michaels. And the rumor is that he's going to go to Amazon Prime with Troy Aikman for a shit ton of money, and that will be your lineup for Thursday Night Football next season. Yeah, well, I mean, sucks for them that they're going to get the crappiest games. You think so? I don't think so. Yeah, I guess Thursday night actually wasn't that bad this past year, but I remember there was a stretch of Thursday night games that were bad one year. In the past, yeah, but now now they've 
I think I think now that everything's going to be, I mean, that will be on a streaming platform. Monday Night Football is going to go to ESPN and ABC, so they'll upgrade. Um, and we'll see. You may see if Troy Aikman leaves Fox, you may see Sean Payton on Fox broadcast with Joe Buck going forward. That's the rumor. Great. God. You don't like that? No, it's, it's going to be like Drew Brees, just a just a non-factor to me. I'm not, I don't need that guy. On the well, you may get that too because we don't know what's going on with Collinsworth. I'm sure they want to put Drew Brees with Mike Tirico on the broadcast going forward. Drew Brees, who is a good dude but doesn't have an ounce of personality with him. He's all football, and I can't stand it. All right. Okay. <laughs> just your opinion, man. It is just my um, real. Let's get into some of the off-season QB carousel stuff real quick, Stephen. Um, so now the Super Bowl's over. Uh-huh. This is the free agency time. Uh-huh. And this is where I kind of give in to all the Twitter bullshit and talk about all the rumors and everything that's going to happen or what we think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Free agency doesn't have for, have it for another month. Exactly a month from yesterday, teams can start negotiating with free agents. So it's going to be a fun time, and we'll see how many teams are going to copy the Rams and go after quarterbacks. And there was a report today from Sports Illustrated that the Eagles, Washington Commanders, um, the Denver Broncos, and the – did I say Philadelphia Eagles? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, you did. Well, a plethora of teams are going to try to do the same thing by going after a big-name quarterback that may be on a shitty team or – whatever situation they're in and try to get a quarterback to change their chances for the 2022 season. Right. And the biggest one out there we keep hearing from last season is Aaron Rodgers. Everything's set up for him to go to the Denver Broncos. He's got, he's got the coach. He's tweeted out last season that this is the last dance. There's rumors, you know, last season that he hates the GM and, you know, Ted Thompson and wants to change things. And now everything's changed. Ian Rappaport is reporting that the Packers are prepared to make Aaron uh, Rodgers the highest-paid quarterback in football. They're on good terms now. Everything is copacetic. They're going to try to extend Devontae Adams. I don't know how the hell they're going to do this because their cap situation is terrible. And you think at this point, if you haven't won with Aaron Rodgers, you know, maybe it's time to end things. Maybe it's time to get some value for him. And send to the Broncos, but it sounds as if from everything that's being reported, maybe they're just trying to get this out there so Aaron Rodgers thinks twice about wanting to go to Denver or retire, that they're prepared to make him the highest paid quarterback for at least two more seasons and just keep Jordan Love winning in the wings. I mean, if you had a two uh, a reigning MVP who's won it two years in a row and you don't make that guy an extension, you're stupid. If you don't do that, dude's a good quarterback and you just trade him for the Broncos. Hey, yeah, let's, let's, let's get some draft picks and you know what? Give us drew lock. We'll be okay with it. We'll have Jordan love and drew lock. Those will be the two quarterbacks moving forward. Like, come on. I mean, they, of course they're going to try and offer Aaron Rodgers that extension just depends on what he wants to do. Um, yeah. I could see him staying in green Bay easily, easily see him staying in green Bay. Um, I don't really, but he's also, I don't know. Like, I don't know with Rodgers. I don't know with him. My biggest mystery. Mine is my biggest one is uh, what's going to happen with Russell Wilson. Is he going to remain in Seattle? What's going on with him? He's just two years in a row. We've seen him sit next to Roger Goodell in the Super Bowl, which is 
which is weird in itself. Yeah. Like, why, Russell, are you choosing to hang out with the commissioner of the NFL, you weirdo? So, like, let... <laughs> but uh, how dare you like your boss like that? I know, right? But, like, come on, out of all the people that you could sit with, I mean, they, all the, I mean, he's probably over it, but, uh, you know, they could talk football. And um, that was my Russell Wilson impression. I, I don't know what's going to happen with him, man. Like, that's my that's my question. What's going to happen with Russell Wilson? That's the biggest one for me. The outcomes, dare I say, are unlimited. Mm, unlimited. Yeah, so, he's, he's, he's corny as hell. You want to know, money um, man? I saw the report earlier. Did you see this? With uh, in this, I don't know if you count this even as a report. How much stock do you put into when a, when a writer says, one executive told me, or one scout told me yeah. or one GM thinks this about a certain player. Like how much stock do you put into that? Not a whole lot. I don't put a lot of stock into any of these reports right now because they right. all end up not happening. So. so the one that I saw that was laughable was quarterback options for the commanders. It was from Washington's yeah. writer whose name is escaping me right now. If you want to really search for it, go look it up. Uh, but, <laughs> but that's, that's how you, that's how you, that's how you credit someone right there. But he talks about, <laughs> Rodgers, Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and he talks about Derek Carr, and then he talks about Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. And the quote from the article is, one executive told me that if none of those quarterbacks before are willing to go to Washington, they'd be willing to give up a number 11 overall pick in order to bring Jimmy to the Washington Commanders because he is a, quote, functional starting quarterback, which is hard to find in this league. And I'm like, teams can't be that desperate that they're trying to go after Jimmy Garoppolo for a first rounder. I'd rather no. just try and build my team in the next couple of years than try and get Jimmy for a first rounder. I'd rather draft Kenny Pickett at 11 than trade that pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, Jimmy's going to get traded. It may happen in the next few weeks here. We'll see. I don't think for a second that the commanders, God, this is ugh, the commanders are going to trade their 11th overall pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. At best, Jimmy Garoppolo is getting traded for a late first round pick, and I have a hard time believing that, or a second round pick. And I think the best spot for him is Pittsburgh. We talked about it before. I also think that Kyle, knowing Daniel Snyder, having worked in the Washington organization, can't deep down inside feel good about sending him to Washington. I know that they're desperate for a quarterback. They're going to talk about it. There has to be a moment where Jimmy's like, hey, Kyle, Washington's on the table. You worked with Daniel Snyder. Should I go there? And he's like, God, no. We're not going to send you there. Don't, don't worry about that. I'm not going to send you to Washington. We respect you too much to do yeah. that. Exactly. Yeah. Even though that Daniel Snyder was just like, get Trent Williams out of here. I can't deal with it anymore. Go to, go to San Francisco. I can't think for a second that Kyle – is going to think that that's a good idea for Jimmy. I think he, I think he's going to Pittsburgh, okay. um, and I don't think he's going for a first round pick. No. To, to go back to the other thing you brought up with Russell Wilson, I still don't think that he's going to get traded. I really don't. I think that how could you leave that situation in Seattle? I know the offensive line sucks, but their cap situation's better this season, so they could get a better left tackle or entire offensive line. Who knows? Yeah. Um, you're not going to find better receivers than DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. I don't see Russell Wilson getting traded. I really don't. It's always like a, well, we'll see, you know, my agent's putting out, I could like these other teams. Just stop, dude. 
just you have a good you have a good situation in Seattle. You just had your first losing season in your whole career. You'll be fine. Just stop. So, how do you think this is going to play out? Because let's just let's just take the picks one to eleven. Commanders are at the eleventh spot, mm-hmm. and every time I say Commanders, I'm I'm kind of a Galaxy Quest nerd, so I can't help but think of uh, Commander Taggart, Tim Allen. Shout out to him. Uh, I don't know why I think that every time I talk about the never Commanders. give it up, never surrender. <laughs> exactly. But you got Jacksonville, number one pick. Seems like they got their guy, Evan Jared Neal. Goff, Detroit Lions. They got the number two pick. Is he going to be their guy? Probably. I guess. I guess oh, so. Oh, I mean, you're, sorry, you're, you're talking quarterback wise. Yes. Okay. Yes. Houston Texans. They do need a quarterback, but I think they feel pretty good about Davis Mills. Like according to everyone there in Houston, they, I, it might be the wrong decision, but they seem to like Davis Mills and think that there's upside there. Here's hold on, just real quick. Here's what I think happens there. Deshaun Watson will not stay on the Houston Texans no. this upcoming offseason. The one team that I've heard over and over and over again that wants him badly, look, with all the sexual harassment stuff going on with Washington right now, it would be a bad move to send Deshaun Watson to Washington. So I don't want that, – that, that's, a, that's a PR nightmare. I don't see that happening. I think the Carolina Panthers are going to trade a lot to get uh, Deshaun Watson. And in return, the Houston Texans get uh, some first-round picks and Sam Darnold back. So I think Sam Darnold goes to Houston where he knows Josh McCown. Like the, he, Josh McCown used to back up Sam Darnold. I don't know what the holdup is with Sam Darnold or uh, Josh McCown being named the quarterback coach for the Houston Texans. If you were not given the head coaching job and you think that you should just be given the head coaching job with no tr- prior coaching experience and you're not going to take the quarterback coaching job, Josh McCown, buddy, like that job is waiting for you. Dude. So – you're reading my mind. Yeah. Like you look at the draft. It seems like the Panthers right now at the sixth spot, they're the only team. Cause you have the jets picking at four. They like Zach Wilson. They got Daniel Jones. They got the giants at five. Daniel yeah. Jones. I think they're expecting Brian Dable to turn him into uh, uh, Eli. Josh Manning. Allen. Well, yeah, exactly. They're expecting to turn him into Josh Allen. Yeah. yeah. Or Mitch Trubisky. Um, but well, Mitch, well, Mitch Trubisky could go to New York and have some competition with Daniel Jones. But the Panthers, man, it seems like the Panthers are going to be the next team to get that star quarterback, quarterback in yeah. a trade. I, yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Yeah, I mean, and and then after that, the Giants have the seventh pick again because they got that from uh, the Bears. Yeah, and you got the Falcons at eight. I don't know what's going to happen with the Falcons. Broncos at nine, Jets at ten again, Commanders at eleven. <sighs> I mean, it looks like if 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 Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay. You'd probably expect Denver to maybe draft a quarterback. Maybe. I don't know. Panthers maybe trade for him. Like, whew, looks like the Panthers might be that team, man. And I'm with you. That sounds like what? What more would you want? If you're the Texans, you get the third pick, then you trade for Sam Darnold, but you also get some first round picks in return, and you get the yep. sixth pick, three picks later. They, I, 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 I see them doing that deal all day, man. I see that happening. If for whatever, uh, the latest is that Nathaniel Hackett is pushing hard to get Aaron Rodgers. No surprise there. Um, if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, then the Denver Broncos have to decide if they're going to trade for a quarterback or draft a quarterback. And the best one I keep hearing about is Kenny Pickett. It'll be the battle between the Broncos or Washington at this point. Um, yeah, man. I, I see, you know, there was rumors about Deshaun Watson. Um, the Buccaneers are, you know, they first need to get confirmation that Tom Brady is going to retire. 
because every week he goes on this Jim Gray podcast. He keeps letting it out there like, yeah, we'll see what happens training camp. No, dude, let us know what's going on because the more you prolong this, the more the Buccaneers are going to be fucked. So they're doing their due diligence on Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. I don't see them getting either guy because they don't have the draft capital to do that, to make that enticing. I think the Carolina Panthers are going to end up with Deshaun Watson. As far as other quarterbacks that are rumored right now for trade stuff, um, I may be alone here. Am I the only one that thinks that the Colts should give Carson Wentz another try? Uh, well, the Colts don't, so they certainly don't agree with you. But I don't see. I I, I want to hear that's one hundred percent true because I've read the reports. They are out there that by March fifteenth, he is fully guaranteed his contract, and they don't want that to happen. So they're going to either trade him or cut him. Say what you will about Carson Wentz. The guy threw twenty-seven touchdown passes and only seven interceptions last year. And I don't know why everyone just hates him. Just fucking hates him. So you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> see well, you've been writing on this Carson Wentz thing all season and it's been so up and down for you. I'm I'm the Dan Orlovsky of of the podcast. Like Steven, I you're Steven, you were right. Carson Wentz isn't that good. And then like toward the end of the season, oh wait, Steven, Carson Wentz is kind of good. <laughs> I know, like I, I feel like I have to defend Matthew Stafford and Carson Wentz on a daily basis. Um, Can he contend though with these other quarterbacks in the AFC? Yes, I yes I think so because I don't. Okay, but the the team shit the bed the last two games against the Raiders and Jags. They were right there. I I don't know, man. I don't think they should pull the plug on that too soon. I think that Carson Wentz in time could have that team humming. I don't think oh, the Titans are getting any better with Ryan Tannehill. I keep him. I don't know. I, I may be alone in this factor. And how, what's going to be better for you? The Colts don't have a high draft pick. This draft class sucks. So the, what do you- the reason I think the reason why, though, Derek, why why people are going so crazy over it is because, sure, he's shown that he can do it in the regular season. But people are so forward thinking in the NFL, at least every at least um, when it comes to playoffs and stuff. And the question is. Can he contend with these other teams in the playoffs late in the season? His MVP year ended up getting hurt, not his fault. Um, and Nick Foles came in and got the win. Toward the end of this season, crap the bed. Raiders were not a good team when they beat him. Like they sure they played him well, but the Colts should have won that game. And the reason they lost is because Wentz had one reception. For, what? He was coming off COVID though, too. That's true. But still, they lost those games. So I think it's just a, a question of, all right, we've seen enough from him. Can he do it in the playoffs? No. So we need somebody different. And I, I don't know. Maybe there's stuff going on within the Colts organization too. Like just how they're thinking of them. You know, I, I get that. But at the same time, uh, what's a better option for them? I don't know. That's the I don't know. I, so, I, like, where else would they go? That's that's it. Yeah, that's I, – I, I don't know about that. If If you give me – if you tell me so-and-so is our next option, a quarterback after Carson Wentz, then I'll listen to that. But if you don't have another idea of who you're getting to replace Carson Wentz, I would say stick with Carson Wentz, but that's just me. Um, the interesting thing I read today was that the Philadelphia Eagles are in the mix for that wanting to upgrade a quarterback too. And I understand that because I don't think Jalen Hurts is that great of a passer. Um, what, I, what I'd be interested to know is if would the Eagles – want to send the Atlanta Falcons two first-round picks 
Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders for Matt Ryan. Ugh. You don't like that? You don't like that? No. <laughs> you don't think Matt Ryan on the Eagles would be better? No. Why? Matt Ryan? I think Matt Ryan's pretty good. You think? Dude, he's, playing, I just... on shitty, he's playing on a shitty team for a while. Have it's I not? Same, it's the same thing with Matthew Stafford. Have I... Is it? Uh, yes, yes. Hang on, Matt dad. Ryan could become the new Matthew Stafford. My computer's draining out of battery. Hang on, let me let me grab this thing just so. No, no worries. Maybe, maybe it's just because I'll of drink, this Matt Ryan for two first rounders, Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts. Okay, well, dude, what did Matthew Stafford go for? Two first round picks and Jared Goff. All right, I wasn't. I was not prepared for this. Hang on, let me look up. Matt Ryan's statistics here first before I because good lord am I just like naive to 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 draft or to to draft pick compensation like what hang on at the, at this point Matt Ryan's going for at least a first round pick God you think so I yes dude come on or I could be alone here I don't know what do I know these days I want Carson Wentz to quarterback of the Colts. That's 20 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. This is the lowest amount of yards that he's thrown for since 2010. Uh, 3,900. But he was on a shitty team. But he was on a crappy team. You're right. Does he have that much left in the tank going into a age 37 season, though? That's the difference between him and Stafford is the age. I, if I were the Eagles and you have three first-round picks, I would ask about Matt Ryan. Because he's from Philadelphia. I think that you get him. Okay, here's a trade. I'm putting this trade out there. It would be first two first-round picks that the Eagles have, and they have an extra one, too, so they're not losing one. You have two first-round picks. Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders for Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley. Oh, for Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley. There yes. you go. Man. You know, now you're talking a little bit here. I'd probably what do you do say that. to that? I'd yeah. probably do that. I would do I that too. I don't know if the Falcons are going to, or the Eagles are going to do that. I don't know. Well, I mean, all they said is we like Jalen Hurts, we like Jalen Hurts. Behind closed doors, they don't like Jalen Hurts. So, you don't think so? I mean, Devontae Smith's a good, Devonta Smith's a good, uh, I mean, they made the playoffs this year. I understand that. But so did the Rams last season with Jared Goff. And at some point you got to say, we have three first round picks. Are we going to upgrade a quarterback? And Matt Ryan's the choice you want to go with? You, you, you can't think of... I don't know. Maybe any of the other quarterbacks that we're talking about. Shoot, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking about what's feasible. Matt Ryan would be would be beloved in Philadelphia. Um, I don't know. I I, I like Matt Ryan. That's me. God, I I've, just my I, opinion, man. I haven't watched enough Matt Ryan to to. I mean, if I'm just thinking like based off of what I've seen this season, I I don't know. God, you caught me off guard with that one, boy. I would, I, I would do that deal. I would do that deal. My God. That... You all right? Yeah, I'm just making sure I have my computer charged. Thought it wasn't. Okay. We're all good. Uh, I don't want to jinx it here. This is the uh, first time in a while you have an... Uh... Uh, okay, all right, all right. I won't, I won't say anything. I won't say anything. I I'm thought meeting, I was... I'm, I'm meeting with the... I got a phone call with the genius tomorrow, 2.30. <laughs> set up an appointment. So let's see if we can get this shit sorted out. Let's go. Update my damn Mac, genius okay. people. <laughs> and they're always fun to deal with. 
I've never um, dealt with them before, so I'm excited uh, for my first experience. Are you, are, we, are you going to the iTunes, the Apple Store? Nah, it's just a call. Okay, better, better situation. Yeah, I can't um, wait. Till, uh, I can't wait till I tell them like, well, that didn't work. Oh, well, did yeah. you try this? That didn't work either. Oh, did you try this? Nope, that hasn't worked. Okay, well, you could come in then. Let's do this. Yeah, <laughs> you don't sound like that. A few months ago, at my apartment in L.A., uh-huh. all of our all of our Wi-Fi is hooked up through Google Home or whatever. Yeah, and it it I like reset it and fucked it all up. I was on the phone with their support team for three hours, Yeesh. three hours, Oof. and then finally I like lost it and said, guys. I've been on the phone with you for three hours. Is there anybody you can you can connect me to that can resolve this situation? And they were like, "Yeah, we have one last resort." And it was this woman who was completely helpful. Just she got it done in five minutes because you know why? There was something I did where like my phone wasn't locked in with my Google Plus, so it was my fault. It was my fault. But she was smart enough to realize that that was the problem. And for three hours, these people couldn't tell me that I was an idiot, and that's all I needed to hear. I've, I wish I could have seen you lose your patience. You're a very patient individual, but I've also, seen you, I've also seen you lose your patience, though, and it's hilarious. So I wish I, I would have seen that. In the words of Alexander Scott, come on, I got, I got a connection with my dad. Let's go. I got the <laughs> show on. Always going to be mad at me. Um, sent you one of those face things, by the way? Yes. <laughs> that, that, that app where it changes his face and he looks like whatever character he's doing. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I want is for the voice to match the face, too, his impression. Oh, that'd be amazing. It would be amazing. amazing. All right. To finish up the court, the QB court, uh, carousel in the offseason. Okay. Derek Carr. I love Derek Carr. I think he should remain the Raiders quarterback for at least one more season to see how it plays out with Josh Daniels, Josh McDaniels. But to pay him reportedly a 35 to 40 million contract extension. I know he got into the playoffs. I know he's a loyal guy. He did the best job this season with the shit that was handed to him. No, I'm not giving him a contract extension. I'm not doing it. And in today's age where, God forbid, you left a, you, you let a quarterback play on one year left in his contract, why not? Why can't we see how Derek Carr plays with Josh McDaniels for one season and see how it goes? We have to give this contract extension to Derek Carr? I'm not a fan of that. No. Well, the agents want that, though, right? They want security for not only themselves, but for the players that they're client uh, for their clients. I mean, the agent I, has to be pushing this, right? Well, yeah, of course. But at the end of the day, can't the new GM, Dave Ziegler, is it Ziegler or Ziegler? I always forget. Ziegler, think Brad Ziegler. Ziegler, but Ziegler. I know, I know, you said that, but I forget that too. <laughs> um, is he going to say, "Hey, we love Derek. Let's just see how it plays out this season, and then if he plays well, we'll definitely sign him back." For a guy that's that loyal to the Raiders and says that if he was going to you know, ever be traded or cut, that he would just retire. Let's put it to the test. Two-year deal. This is from Vinny Bonsignor. No, we got to pay attention to that, though. It could be. Well, I mean, he got the Josh McDaniel thing. I know. Thing, right? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So Vinny knows everything. Like you said, any extension would be likely in the $40 million range. So if it's a two-year deal and you factor in his third year, that could be worth up to $100 million. Uh, my only thing is, how, like, that's a reported number, but how much does Derek Carr really care about money at this point? If he's, saying, if he's saying that he's going to leave the Raiders and he'd he retire a Raider, then you don't care about money. You care about winning and clearly mm-hmm. wanting to do it with this franchise. 
Like there'd be other places where they could allocate those funds so that you can make your team better. Why would you take all of it for yourself when you know that you got to pay for other players? That does not make any sense to me. Rewind five years ago where the same situation happened and we couldn't send Khalil Mack back. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, oh no, Max Crosby, he's holding out because he wants a new contract. Oh no, Hunter Renfro. I mean, actually, I'm not going to put Hunter Renfro in that category. Hunter Renfro is fine. Well, but, I don't know. Uh, it, well, hold on. Is Cooper Cup making big money now because he's Super Bowl MVP? Hunter Renfro is next in line. I don't know. But I'm seeing these reports. I don't buy into them. Would I do it? I don't know. The Ra- <laughs> I don't know where the Raiders are, dude. Like, what? What? what I don't know how I'm supposed to look as a Raider fan. Honestly, like I'm at the point where we talked about it with Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. They can be as good of a coaching and GM tandem as we want. They got to make the right draft picks and do all of that. But it is going to be so hard to catch up to where these other teams have already been. The chiefs, the chargers, even getting past them in the AFC West is a tough task at this point. Is Derek Carr that guy? Conventional wisdom says no, but the dude has not had a stable season ever in his career. There's always been something wrong. I guess 2016 you could count as a stable season, but guess what? He broke his damn ankle at Christmas Eve. So no, that wasn't a stable season either. Like the dude hasn't had a regular season, so I don't know. Like yeah. I don't know. And if, if it... <laughs> So it's so tough, man. Like it's yeah. hard to have it. Cause it. I hear arguments on both sides. Get, yeah. Go ahead, pay him. But good God, if you're taking forty million dollars a year, and you're going to be worth up to hundred million after three seasons. You ain't worth that kind of money. That's why I think it should not be done. And the flip side, you hear the other reports that Derek Carr is willing to take less money to trade for Devontae Adams. Well, good luck with that too. Like. Uh, don't give him anybody. Just let just let's just let's try to get the best team possible. Get Chandler Jones a free agency. Get Devontae Adams. And then if the season goes well, then give Derek Carr that big fat contract. But until then, no. And I feel the same way about Kyler Murray. What the hell is all this shit now? Where he's talking about, oh, they don't appreciate me. They all think I'm I'm not trying hard. I want to I want to come. I'm calling my girlfriend at halftime. I want to get pulled out of playoff games because we're down by so much. Kyler, you don't deserve a contract right now, buddy. You've shit the bed the last two seasons. I know you took the team to the playoffs, but if you're so mad with the Cardinals right now, then go play baseball. Go play baseball. My favorite thing about the whole saga was J.J. Watt making some sort of Instagram and Twitter post where he's all being sarcastic and funny, which I did find funny at the time. I did too, but it's true. Yeah, Kyler FaceTimed me. He says, he didn't answer. Are we friends? Yeah. You know, and that kind of thing. Like, what does this mean? Yeah, I saw it too. Well, clearly there was something going on with Kyler Murray. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Like, I, I, I think that's an organizational problem. I don't think that's a Kyler Murray problem. Like, that's on that's on the organization to set him straight. Like, hey, man, just because you're the number one overall pick and now you're the captain of this team doesn't mean you get to do whatever you want. You're still on your rookie contract, man. Yeah. Like, that 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 situation's a mess, a mess over there in Arizona. I don't even yeah, know what to make I mean, of it. I mean, between Cliff Kingsbury not being the best, you know, end of the year coach, 
and I guess Kyler Murray not being the best end of the year quarterback too. He's regressed. He had, like he starts seasons great and then he regresses towards the end. And it may be that DeAndre Hopkins was hurt this season. I don't know. But I don't know, man. I'm kind of sick of all these quarterbacks just like after one good season being like, I deserve a contract extension. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. Like, let's let's let it play out a little bit. Like, do you I don't know, Detroit Aik like I would love to see how Troy Aikman, him as a quarterback today, would it be perceived? Because the guy never threw more than 20 touchdown passes, but yet he won three Super Bowls, and that was enough for people. And I'm sure he never garnered a big, fat contract. So I know it's a new day and age, but God, man, Derek Carr, for as nice of a guy he is, does not deserve a new contract. Kyler Murray, for as great as a player he is, does not deserve a new contract. It's just how I feel. I'm with you. I'm with you. And and I and I go back on Derek Derek Carr all the time because you love him one minute, then all of a sudden he's dropping back and he's getting pressured, then he hangs onto the ball too long, then he gets sacked, then oh yeah, they force a fumble and the team gets the ball back. <laughs> like it, it goes both ways. I've seen him make some spectacular throws, some unbelievable throws. And when I when kind of like the thing I like about Carr and what's differentiated him compared to the quarterbacks of the Raiders pass is that when he drops back to pass and he does it with conviction, kind of like with Matt Stafford. Like if he gets rid of the ball after that two or three step drop, that most likely means he's found the open man and he knows where he's going. And he's probably going to complete the cat, complete the pass. Derek Carr can do that much, which is good enough, but it's all the extra things. Do I think he's a good leader? Yeah. Do, does this mean that him and Josh McDaniels had a good meeting? Probably. I mean, that, that's, that's one, that is one part of this that I think is interesting is, yeah, I, I do think that it shows, okay, Josh McDaniels might think that he's this guy and he can work in his system. So, but, but 40 million a year when I sat car, 40 million. No. Ugh. Yeah. Can't it's, deal with it, it. It's too much, man. And let's just see, like, I'm sure there's a part of Josh McDaniels. I know he probably had to sell Mark Davis on the fact that I'm going to make this work with Derek. Well, there's also got to be a part of his mind where it's like, I want to make it work with Derek, but let's just see how it goes for a season. And I'm all for that. Everybody that wants to get rid of Derek Carr right now, let's let it play out. But I do not agree with signing him to an extension. I do not agree with that. Um, but let's switch gears here real quick, Stephen. Warriors, I mean, this this podcast is going to be more focused on basketball. We'll obviously talk football in the offseason, and that will be, you know – I, I don't want this to be just a football podcast. I think you're in agreement, too. Like, we love football, but we want to talk about other things as well. And basketball will be a big thing. So going forward. We're men of culture, Derek. Yes, we can talk about different things. We'll talk about books, even though I don't read them. Um, <laughs> the Warriors. Uh, bad loss last night. As good as Steph was for the first half. I caught the tail end of the game in the fourth quarter. Just an off night. It's a bad loss to the Clippers. Obviously, the defense has had its problems. As bad as the Clippers' loss was, I love the win on Saturday night against the Lakers. It seems that the Warriors are the only team that could beat the L.A. teams these days as far as Bay Area teams. Just your overall thoughts on the Warriors these days. Uh, my God, Kevon Looney's tired. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> like This dude's 26 years old, and it was like five minutes left in the first quarter yesterday, and there was a timeout called dude's wheezing walking back to the bench like you could see it you could see his shoulders shrug like this dude's tired so he needs the break um but the big question is 
It, it's very simple. Did they play a good game yesterday? No. Steph had a historic type of first half. The first player to score 29 points with zero rebounds, assists, steals, or blocks for the first time and a half since 2015. So shout out to him for getting that done. Uh, but no one else on the team could knock down shots. And then the defense just wasn't there. Uh, they couldn't stop Terrence Mann or Reggie Jackson off the off the dribble in the second half. Avika Zubats uh, made his presence felt as a big man in the first half. So the question is, do they need to add anything? And I think whatever happens with this buyout situation, Goran Dragic was the first domino to fall today who became a free agent. So he was available as a, as a buyout option. And naturally the Warriors were linked. But I think if you're going to spend as much money as you would, which doesn't seem like that much, but it'd be a lot extra. I mean, the, the veteran minimum for Bielitsa, Porter, Andre Iguodala, it's like 1.66 million or something like that. But they're essentially worth seven or eight million just because of the tax. Uh, that's pretty much what you'd be getting if you were to get a guy on the buyout market, even, even more than that. So if they do get someone else, and I, I'm not... Sure, they need another big body on the court, and you can wait for Wiseman, but if they do get another option, dude, that's telling me that Draymond is not close to coming back, and they're probably saving him for the playoffs. It's also telling me they don't really have much faith in Wiseman to be that second big man. Bielitsa hasn't worked out, and that's the risk you run if you go for a a big at the buyout market. You could just be getting another Nemanja Bielitsa, like a guy who just sits in the paint putting his hands up not even playing any defense. Maybe he's getting the three every now and then. But, you know, they just need the break, man. They need the break. Am I feeling good they about do. the Warriors right now? Yeah, they're 42 and 16. I'm fine. But yeah. but do they need to make a move? If Draymond's coming back healthy, I'd say no. But the dude has a hurt disc. A disc, Derek. This isn't a CL. This isn't a cruciate ligament. The M, the P, the A, the U. It's none of those. It's not a meniscus tear, a disc. Yes, say it slowly like Steve Levy, a disc. A disc. There's a problem yes. with a disc in his body. You, his say disc is you say there's a problem with a disc? I'm not feeling too good. Well, <laughs> the thing that my dad keeps bringing up that is making me concerned. And no a one disc. Asked, yeah, I heard you. <laughs> the thing that's making me concerned about Draymond is that it turned into a hamstring injury initially, right? That has yes. gone to his back. A calf injury, which calf was affected injury. by a disc in his okay. back. That's signs of sciatica, which is not good. So can someone – I love all the Warriors reporters. I'm not calling anybody out, but I would love it. And maybe we'll ask Whitley next press conference. Can someone ask, does Draymond have sciatica? And I'm sure we won't get – I'm sure that's a dumb question to ask in the first place because no one's going to give a straight answer on that either. But that does make me concerned when you have a lower leg industry that starts to sh- a low, lower leg injury that starts to shoot up to your back. That's a problem. And the same situation it's not as severe. It sounds like for Andre, but he could be out until the playoffs as well. I'm with you, Stephen. Were they 42 and 16? Uh huh. Or is it 41? I can't. I, I'm, whatever I'm, it is. Whatever. They're doing is, fine. Man. They're the second best team in the NBA right now. I think that they'll be okay in the grand scheme of things. They need the break. But it would be nice to pick up another big. It just needs to be the right big. And I still think Marcus is an option. Um, I don't know who else is on the table right now. Sure, Tristan Thompson, if he's available, let's get him at this point. You, I, I fear of the 
the, the locker room drama that will happen with Draymond and Tristan Thompson. But at the end of the day, if they're all trying to win a championship and he's a you know an established player, let's just do it. They're grown ups. Um, they can talk it out. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not worried about that. I'm just wondering about the money. Is jo- like here's how I equated the Joe Lacob thing with the luxury tax because whenever he talks about spending, uh, it, it's it's he sounds like a frustrated parent at Disneyland. <laughs> That's pretty good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like yeah, other, yeah. They, they, you know, you go for a weekend, you go Friday through Sunday, and the dad of the group who's normally paying for everything, the Mickey Mouse flavor, the Mickey Mouse shaped lollipops, the cotton candy, the turkey legs, the, 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 the Dole Whips, whatever it is, like by that Sunday, more, more, like, more often than not, you're fresh out of money. And yeah. then at the end, it's like the kids are still asking you for candy. The kids are still asking you for this. Well, you got to dip into the savings a little bit. Like, that's how it feels with Joe Lacob. It's like, kids, I don't have the money. If I do, then I got to dip into my savings here that I don't want to spend. So give me a little little leeway here. And lo and behold, this is where we are now. But in the words of Dave Chappelle, if Joe Lacob just invested in some Disney dollars, then he could avoid all of that. I wish I knew the reference. I'm sorry. You you never, never heard the bit where Dave Chappelle goes to Disneyland and they're like, Mr. Chappelle? Can we interest you in some Disney dollars? And of course, the famous line from Dave Chappelle is, nah, man, you can't buy weed and pussy with Disney dollars. Oh, my God. <laughs> is that from the Chappelle show or stand up? Stand up, stand up from years ago. Mm. Mm. No, but that's how it is, man. And, and if, again, if they're willing to go into the pocketbook, for one, they better be confident in that guy. But number two, that's showing me Draymond ain't ready to come back, and they just yeah. want to have another not, another, not another big. They just want someone to fill out that roster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, we'll, we'll see what happens here. I'm not too concerned, but um, the break can't come any fa- any faster. So let's just uh, – it's happening this week. Uh, let's just get past this game on Wednesday night against the Nuggets, and we'll see what we go from there. Oh, it's beautiful watching Steph, though. Beautiful yeah. watching Steph. Beautiful watching Steph, as always. Um, beautiful watching Clay on Saturday night. God, that was a great performance. You know how you know how we um, there's sequential play calling in football. It's like yeah. you know you run this play that way, then you get the defense thinking, then you run it the opposite way. That's what Steph was doing to the Clippers yesterday with his three point shot. It was unreal. I saw him split the defense, go in for a floater. Then I saw him split the defense, do the same thing, except this time he hits a step back. Then in the first quarter, there was one where he just hit a pull-up straight up because they were afraid that he was going to try and hit the floater and go to the rim. Like It, it was sequential what he was yeah. doing, at least in the first half. Then in the second half, you know, he only scored seven points, and uh, that's when the Clippers started to take over, so you didn't really need Steph for the game. But I, the, the first, it was just it was a thing of beauty to watch. Take away that loss for a second and how bad it was. Like, watching Steph do that was special. Yeah, it was, it was special. special. It was special. Um, and what Clay Thompson did, I thought Saturday night was special too. I, I watched that game with my pops. He was in LA. And I want to say this real quick. Hmm. What UFC event was happening Saturday night? 271. Okay. Is that bigger than the Lakers in LA? We went to multiple bars to watch this game and were turned away because. They were not going to put on the Lakers Warriors game at bars in LA. Well, UFC 271 makes the money. I understand it makes the money, but have things gone that bad for the Lakers in LA where we can't watch the Laker game at a bar? I don't think it's that. 
I mean, did they not have it on any TV at all? Any TV. Any TV. Right. We had we, well, we had to I, find I, another bar. Well, that's a problem. On, wait, that was wait, that was one bar. Two bars. I'm sorry. Three bars. Finally, the fourth bar, we found a bar. But three bars in LA refused to put on the Lakers Warriors game. Hmm. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Well, I had that. I had those fights on really all day. I paid for it. It was great. I understand that too. I understand UFC being a big thing. But just put us in the corner. We'll watch the Lakers and Warriors game by ourselves. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I get it. Joe Rogan didn't make an appearance. What do you know? Um, real quick, Stephen. We haven't done this in a while. My jackass of the week. Ooh. James Harden. Oh. Really? You're really going to show up to the press conference and say that the Brooklyn Nets thing didn't work out because you didn't want to be traded there in the first place? Really, James? Because you didn't gain weight and you didn't sabotage that whole first half of the rocket season. You didn't turn down a max contract. You didn't give a press conference speech where you said, we're, not, we're just not that good. You forced your hand to go to Brooklyn and then you didn't like Brooklyn. And now you're changing your mind again, like a little child, just admit it. There be, like there better be no one that listens to act, what James Harden actually says. Like this dude's stock can't be, uh, I mean, maybe not like, you know, player stock wise, like as far as trade value and all that, but as far as just people in the NBA who you trust, Ben Simmons is right there, but I think he has plenty of time uh, with the Nets here to maybe alleviate some of that. James Harden, just on a downward trajectory, man, kind of sad to watch, but I just, I don't care. I don't really have a lot of, a lot of empathy for him or sympathy, whatever. I don't have enough. I don't have a lot of that, a lot of it for him. Uh, did you see that? Like, the forty-seven million dollar player option, player option that he was going to opt into uh, with the Sixers can't happen because they didn't get the paperwork done in time. So he's still a free agent. Yeah, check it out. It's amazing. Oh my sweet Jesus, he'll leave again. Oh my sweet Jesus. <laughs> he he's he's him and him and Embiid are going to clash during the playoffs, and he's going to leave. Yeah, oh poor Embiid. Let me, let me, you know what? Let me let me check that just to make sure, because you know, if, it, if that's true, if, if that's internet. true, if if that's true, then that the, the trade should not be finalized because that's he had to agree to that for the trade to be good. Yes. So NBA rumors confirmed: James Harden has not opted in. A league source confirmed Monday morning that Harden did not opt into his deal before being traded to Philadelphia. And then it was followed up that the paperwork wasn't completed in time. That's fucking terrible. That's that's terrible. <laughs> Daryl Moore just being like, oh, whatever, we got him. No, you're going to lose him again. Whatever. I love um, seeing Seth go 10 for 17 with 23 points, though, against the Kings last night. That's good. He made his debut. I didn't even see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seth was good out for there. Seth. I'm yeah. rooting for Seth. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, Steven. We're going to start doing this podcast without any football being played. And I know I was joking in the beginning that I'm depressed and we don't know what we're going to talk about. But we're going to have a lot of fun going forward. We'll talk about the NFL offseason and we'll talk a little more basketball. And hopefully baseball happens. I know pitchers and catchers are supposed to happen today, but hopefully we get a baseball season to talk about. So despite my dark humor, we have a lot to talk about on this podcast. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> it's just such a funny way to promote the show right away we have nothing well, to talk about football's done we don't have anything we can talk about oh no, no this this is me this may be where this podcast shines where we start to speculate and do all the things that everybody loves 
where we this, now the, the rumors. Now the eyeballs are going to go up now. Now we're going to see that little viewer icon there go up. And look at this. We got a spam comment today from Ooh. YouTube. Check it out. Vum, do, vum today? Vum today by... I'm not even going to try and pronounce that. Okay. So there you go. I know about Vum, but I may go with my family now and get some rum. Because uh, I know my mom wanted to eat dinner at 5 o'clock, as most people do in Florida. But I've prolonged this now. So we're going to go have dinner now. I know. I'm, I'm so mean. What time? What time is it there? It's uh, 8 o'clock. Dude. It's the normal time to have dinner, wouldn't you say? Sure, but I, I know you. I could picture you saying, no, no, it's, gonna it's not going to take that long. It's fine. No, it's, it's, it's going to be no, okay. No, no, no. They know. They know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no. Work. Don't worry. Don't worry. They'll get the bill at the bar. You guys don't worry about that. We're going to – we're fine. We're all comped. We're good. <laughs> You're bringing up that story at Ricky's? <laughs> yes. We'll save that for another day. Um, <laughs> real quick, uh, for the zero fans that we have watching this mm – -hmm. um, we're going to take a little time off. We'll be back in two weeks. March 1st, we'll have a new podcast, and we'll keep doing two episodes a week. Uh, if anything happens big-wise with trades, we may pop back on early, but we, we know right for right now the plan is me and Steven will be back in two weeks, March 1st, get a new podcast going, second season of Just Your Opinion, man, the off-season. And we look forward to a lot more people joining us. We had a lot of big guests this year. And I'm happy for everyone that uh, – I'm really grateful for everyone that took the time to come and join us. And, Stephen, I'm also grateful to the fans and everything and the people that have actually paid attention to this thing. Um, but we, Stephen, have I, we have those? Yeah, from time to time people listen to this thing. Huh. But, uh, Stephen, I want to thank you, man, because I know this year has been hard for you. So thank you for making an effort to come and do this with everything every week. Of course, buddy. Come <laughs> on. Of course. All right. Told you it's therapy, man. It is therapy sometimes. It is therapy. Yeah. Uh, so everybody, we'll be back in two weeks, and the podcast will be better than ever. Um, mm -hmm. Thank you all for watching and streaming and listening to the podcast. Stephen, say what you always say about And remember, it's just our thing. Bum today. Mm -hmm.